The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble, this is the Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about comics, entertainment, and pop culture. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world, and if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz. I miss my barn. Oz, you're an egg, Oz. You're like an egg. You're like a Twitter egg. Or what is this, a Pokeball? You're like a I'm Pokeball. working on it. I'm working. You're a Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> next. <laughs> he is our, our friggin' damn it. What what the hell are you, Jay? You are trapped in an enigma inside the Chinese finger cuffs. Trapped? No, you're trapped in the Chinese finger cuffs. That's what I said. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Yeah, you know him. You love him anyway. He's a silent assassin, Jay. Hmm. We can't say Chinese anymore, right? They're still Chinese finger cuffs. That does. That's not racist. This is where they're from. What? What do I have so, to say? Wuhan cuffs. Yeah, Wuhan cuffs. Or... Like we we're, we look, we got canceled even before we got on. It's rough, man. It's rough <laughs> out here. That that that. Don't blame little... <laughs> no, no, definitely blaming you. The dulcet tones of the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resonant strongman, Moses Magnum. Hey. It's yeah, don't fault. blame me, man. I just, I, I just say things. <laughs> that, that, that is 90% of the problem. <laughs> my name's Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Oh, jeez. I think I spilled drink on myself. I don't know. Anyway, we got a great show for you today. Say, say what? It's droplets. Dro- oh, no, not the droplets. Look, that, I, I got it. I didn't mean to get it, but I got it. 
Um, yeah, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be reviewing the Sumerian uh, people of the Black Circle, number one. We're going to review that. We're also going to review Batman, Three Jokers, number one, as well today. And we'll bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news. But before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, who without him, the show wouldn't be possible. So thanks, Scott. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, yeah, so we're going to do all that. Uh, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we do have a way for you to do that. Here's how. Uh, we're doing that. <laughs> I mean, should, shouldn't we be figuring out if we're not doing it? Like, we shouldn't we just always... We should assume we're doing it unless we say different, right? Or I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we still have the PPE. Like, we still have the pair, so might as well. All right, take it away, intern. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Every time, man. Every time she says fantasticforum.live, I'm like... I'm like we got me for a little bit in chat. Uh, says, I'm reading Three Jokers so I can contribute. Oh, nice. Heck, Zilla's in chat. What up, Heck? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, like, Ken, I'm... Go ahead. Tanro210 says your audio was bad. Oh, no. Wh whose audio is bad in particular... Uh, Tanro 210 is it like all of our audio or is it one of our audios in particular please be specific thank you Tanro <laughs> Tiger Claw and Chess says what's up fantastic forum what y'all think of the WandaVision trailer let's get into it I agree listen hey Felix I, uh, oh what what is yeah. Oz, what is wait a minute? What is Oz doing? Oh my goodness! What does this mean? I was just thinking he should have a his own little logo for when he calls in like this. What? I gotta do, wait, I gotta do something with this fucking media degree. <laughs> wait, here's what's awesome: is the fact that it's Oz in a Green Lantern symbol is awesome because I know Oz. However. Yeah. It looks like he hates Green Lantern. That's like, it looks like Green Lantern's crossed out. Like, <laughs> which is like anti-Lantern. Well, you know, he wants to defund the Space Police. He wants to defund the Space Police. You know what I'm mad about that logo, though, is I'm mad that it, uh, it took this long for him to make it. I agree. I agree. This felt like this should have been fantastic for him year two. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because it like I made it in like ten minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Look, this is—I mean, you—all you did was put a green line through it. <laughs> it's like this is not high art here. It's very clever, but it's not high art. Yeah. I'm gonna make a shirt now. Yeah, Listen, I might buy that shirt. I don't know if I'll wear it, but I might buy it. I'll buy it, but I don't know if I'll wear it. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna buy the shirt. Tanro says. That he says the it, it sounds like the live stream, which I that is what this is. 
But yeah. it says that we, we all crackle. I don't know what that means. What we all are crackling? Really? Yeah. Is that is that, that how we? I mean, I don't know what Tanro's equipment is, but heck, in chat, Tiger Claw, let us know. Are you experiencing the same thing? Please. Yeah, because I would be shocked to find out that we're crackling for everyone and no one has said anything up at this yeah. point. Tiger Claw, before talking about WandaVision, would be like, hey, why do y'all sound crackly? Why are you, why are you on and crackling? You, you sound like shit. <laughs> That's what Tiger Claw would have said. Something very similar. I, I feel like Tiger Claw wouldn't. He wouldn't have cursed, but he would have done something that would have made us feel worse than if he had cursed. <laughs> you know, like you, like, all, you all sound you, like you can't. You guys are all bad. You guys are all bad. <laughs> uh, uh, Tiger Claw said it sounds good. It might be a Twitch issue. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that is true. So Tanro. Uh, Please, if you have the time, go to YouTube and see if we sound the same to you on YouTube as we do on Twitch. And if we sound bad on Twitch, please let us know, because we want to fix that if we can, which technically I don't know that we can, because we're not like StreamYard basically handles the streaming to the different platforms. Like if we sound good on YouTube, but not on Twitch, then that I don't know if there's anything that we can do to make that different, right? Yeah. Interesting though. Thank you for letting us know that, Tanro two ten. It's gotta be something we gotta look into. Yeah. Maybe we should ditch Twitch and just do uh Facebook. Or we can do we can do all of them actually, I guess, right? Yeah, now now that we can too, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So uh let's talk about WandaVision, folks. Uh first of all, is there anyone on the call or is there anyone from the forum that hasn't seen the WandaVision trailer? Jay, don't say I have that. Oh, Jay, you son of a bitch. I got to send you every link, huh, Jay? I mean, I knew it was out there. I just what? kind of... <laughs> that, that's the part that bugs me the most. <laughs> just so, like, oh, new WandaVision trailer. I mean, we might talk about that, but... <laughs> but do... But but will we really... Jay's, Jay, like Jay's inner monologue, we might talk about that, but is it really that big of a deal? He's like... He, I, I think in somewhere in Jay's mind, he really feels like I'm the only one that cares about Marvel stuff. Like, it's just me. Um, He's like, I know Larry's going to love it. Out of all of us, you are the biggest Vision fan out of all of us. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> so, I wasn't sure we were all going to be, like, into this. But, Jay, but, but you understand that, that Marvel as a brand is bigger than, like, it's weird to say this because I'm not comfortable with this. I'm just going to put this out here right now. But I'm just going to say this because it's true. You understand that Marvel as a brand is bigger than comic books, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, in, in chat says it is Twitch. YouTube is crystal. Okay. So that's good to know. We should definitely try to figure that out. Yeah, Tanro, thank you for that update. Really, again, I don't know if there's anything that I can do to fix that. Just because if it was on our end and we were messed up on every platform, or if we were messed up on every platform, I would feel like it's our end. But if we're crystal on YouTube, but not on Twitch, it's like, 
as far as streamers concerned, like literally all I do to get us to go to Twitch is click a icon. So yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, like I don't know if something's happening on Twitch's end or if uh, something's happening on StreamYard's end, but I might write them an email and be like, "Hey, StreamYard uh, email." No, no, I'm not gonna do it strong. I, I don't know who's bad it is. It might be Twitch, so I might write to StreamYard and be like, "Hey, StreamYard, this happened to us. Can you help?" Because they might be like, "Hey, man, those Twitch guys are terrible people," which you know I don't. I'll say that. I mean, they. They are owned by Bezos, and I've heard a lot of yeah. bad things about him. <laughs> I love it. Mm. So about WandaVision, I heard there were some references to House of Vim in this. You know, I keep seeing people say that. That's because they and never read them. Yeah, listen, that's how I'm feeling about it, because I'm kind of yeah. like, I'm like, I'm a huge X-Men fan. I read House of M like almost annually just because I like it. It's one of the, the the House of M reference is a bottle of wine that's in the in the trailer. Oh, it's like the same type of bottle? No, it, it it's a bottle of wine. Yeah, she's pour, you know when she's pouring the wine magically. Uh-huh. And the the label on the bottle says uh Maison du something I, I forget what the word is because it's in French but it means contempt or something but it starts with an M and then the logo on the bottle is an M so people are saying oh house of M this is a house of M story yep that's what they're doing forgetting oh, that that a, a lot of these movies from Marvel and DC and it, they'll, they'll, ref, they'll, they'll reference a story doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're doing they, they're just referencing it because I, I, I can't tell you how many articles I've seen already that are like confirmed uh, WandaVision will be the way that we introduce mutants into the MCU. Yeah, that's because people don't seem to ever learn that these movies don't ever follow the actual story they claim to follow, even when they claim to follow a story. <laughs> even this isn't is even a case of that. I think, I think uh, Olsen like held up a House of M comic once. And so they're linking that to the to the name on a on a wine bottle, on a random ass wine bottle in a trailer, and putting two and two together and saying, "Okay, here we go. We're getting we're getting mutants." Well, I will say this: House of M has like an M that has like a particular kind of logo. Is it possible that the logo from the M in House of M and the logo on the wine bottle M are the same logo? No, no, because oh. the M in House of M is just. Um, it's just Magneto's face plate on, like, is a face opening on the mask on the hel helmet. It, it is similar, yeah, yeah. What is that? Okay. What is what? The M is really just the outline of the helmet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, yeah. Which here's the thing. It's possible that, uh, um. You know, House of M may play some role in this show, and it's even possible that Wandavision very well may have like some sort of like reverse House of M thing, where Wanda, for whatever reason, would say that she wants mutants, and then mutants come into the MCU that way. 
But I will say this, that is probably the absolute worst way that mutants could come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it just seems like it reeks of laziness to me. I, I posted uh, the image in Discord chat if anybody's on that. I also uh, have it in screen there if you want to uh, share my screen. I've got it up. So now, why, why is this a House of M reference? Because the name on the bottle is Maison du whatever, and then you see you see on the neck of the bottle there's an M. That's I literally don't... why people are saying this is House of M. This shot right here. It, that can't be it. Like That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, I can see that being an Easter egg to House of M, but... It, How? Well, it's a letter! Maison de Mepri. Like, that House of Mepri, and then the little thing oh, is... Maison. Oh, wait, does that mean House of? Maison yes. du... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know French? You never no. took French in high school? In your I literally education? just told you like five minutes ago. You didn't say it says House of M. Yes, I did. It said... He said, he said uh, in French it says House of and whatever that word is. Okay. See, Larry? Okay. So if it says House of M... Yeah, I get why they're, or they're okay, but that like yeah, that literally is just an Easter egg, and that's it. Right I, now, how you were saying that this could be like I think uh, as far as House of M goes and WandaVision, I think it it's like House of M light, like the alternate reality she creates is probably in her own little bubble mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's not a, a big reality altering thing, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, you're basically saying like they're they're introducing her power to be able to alter reality in this show. Right, right. Yeah. And then maybe you'll get, because it's supposed to connect to Multiverse of Madness, which will probably give her the glimpse of what mutants are in another universe. And then she'd have a reference for them to want to be here. Now, mm. I don't know why she would want them to be here. but Well, probably because... Uh, what I've been seeing is that people are, are thinking that once, once the the illusion or, or whatever she's creating, once that goes away, she's going to lose those kids, and so her trying to get Wiccan and Speed back are kind of the way yeah. she brings them from a different universe and drags along mutants with her. Wait, are there kids in the trailer too? Yeah, two of them. Yeah, they were in the original like teaser too, but. The thing is, I don't remember any. Oh, you know what? I do remember kids in the original teaser. Sorry, I don't think Lawrence saw the trailer. The thing, <laughs> I, swear <laughs> I swear, I watched it. Uh, Tiger Con chats. I love how this show will reference a lot of these old sitcoms. You also see them wearing the classic costumes too. Yeah, that's true. Um, back to uh, what. I don't get, how, like, I think it's a bad move to try to make it like House of M, you know, and, because there's not, an, like, the stakes aren't high enough here, you know? The stakes when aren't high enough like, to be House of M, you're saying? Like, you know, the, the reality-altering stuff, like, it, it was a build-up to House of M, you know, mm -hmm. dealing with Fantastic Four and all, it's, Everybody, like, you read a Spider-Girl comic, 
And it's like, man, this is the most tragic thing I ever saw. And it was the House of M. Tyan, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it changed that character. It changed the way she yeah. looked at Peter. And, yeah, it was bad. Wolverine. Like, I mean, not to mention that House of M also was, like, preluded by Avengers Disassembled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other thing, too. But Right. <laughs> they haven't done that here. But, I mean, that's what I said about Civil War, too. Like, it doesn't feel like Civil War is that big. The movie made a... I mean, it's still a great movie, but... Hey, man, tens of heroes were... Well, okay, not tens, but ten. Ten heroes. (laughs) (laughs) Ten Ten heroes. Look, there was a divide for the ages. And the Black Goliath still came out peachy. Like, unlike the comics. Oh, Black Goliath? That's hilarious. Yeah. Wait, I forget. Was Was he... he he wasn't even introduced though until post Civil War, right? Right until Ant Man two. No, trust me, he'll be dead soon. Uh, <laughs> not by a robot, not by a robot clone of Thor. Amen. That is true. No one wants to go out like that. Because <laughs> the thing is, even when Thor showed up there, like it was like fuck, like Thor's here. Like whose side is he going to be on? It turned out to be a robot. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, w- once it came on that last page, I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> that's how you—that's how you sell fucking tie-ins. Because <laughs> there, there's out only, the <clears throat> there's really only one positive thing I took away from this trailer. Well, two actually. Um, the the adult Monica Rambeau being introduced is something that I'm kind of interested in, even though I don't know a whole lot about her. I did not even realize that's who that was. Yeah, <laughs> but the the real reveal that I don't, I'm, no one is talking about for some reason, is the return of Mew Mew. <laughs> is Mew Mew in the trailer? Yeah, yeah, she is. I mean, you have to freeze it and zoom and enhance ten times. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, yeah. I need to go watch that again. Damn. But she's she's there as what people are assuming uh, is is supposed to be sword. I didn't oh, see any really? any logo. I didn't see yeah. any logos or anything to kind of identify him as that. But everybody's calling him Sword, and I'm a little skeptical because these are the same people that are saying that that wine bottle means the House of M. So got it. I'm on the fence on on whether that. But Kat Dennings is in there, so I'm gonna watch it. If she's a Sword agent, that would be awesome. Like that's the most like side, like not in the spotlight type of character arc. That I would love for an actress like Kat Dennings, who I happen to be a fan of. Just seeing, I will. Oh, good. But just seeing that, like that, that would be awesome if she's in Sword. But like, like I said, is it? You know, that's why when I in our production test, I asked, like, (laughs) did anyone else beat off to the the WandaVision trailer? For me, it was just like just seeing them in the classic costumes. Like that, even mm-hmm. their Easter eggs, of course, because it's uh, during Halloween. But it's like yeah. they they did it, like you know. But now but you I know, like, dude, it feels it feels very much like bewitched, like like it's like the bewitched oh, era yeah. in her in her witch costume, and I'm like her classic costume. Right. Like that's yeah, actually yeah. kind of awesome. Well, I mean, how Tiger Claw reference how Tiger Claw brought up the reference of sitcoms. Like me, I'm as a genre, sitcoms are my thing. I love them. I'll watch any sitcom. And there's, you know, some that are better than others. But 
like I love how this one plays on like the Dick Van Dyke show a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know I'm sure it'll probably do I Love Lucy because that's one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. you know, and something along the '70s like All in the Family or something. We'll see some of that mm-hmm. at least just aesthetically. So I, I'm I'm done. I'm now, down. what I what I will say is this: is if they use Wandavision somehow, like if, if like say if, if what Oz was talking about is actually like somewhat true, and they're like in some sort of like alternate reality where they have these kids, and she is actually separated from them, and in that reality she has these kids, she wants them. And there are actually there are mutants that exist in that reality, and that reality is like the whole like mutants have always existed, and that's how the MCU like chooses to introduce mutants in this world, like almost like basically like an MCU Ultimate Universe. And it's like you have mutants over here with their own history that have always existed, and somehow like you can do like your own mutant like movies that have nothing to do with the MCU as we know it, but then somehow connect it back so that you, you like, have, like, a, a, a Wanda breaking back into that reality where mutants do exist to get those kids, and that's, like, how they become aware of each other, and then you almost have, like, some sort of, like, um, I can't remember the, well, actually... I guess technically the event would be like like the the secret wars, like twenty fifteen secret wars where those universes somehow end up like basically having like an incursion or something, and then all those people end up in one universe, that would be actually pretty epic. Like that that I could totally sign off on. Because that way you could have your cake and eat it too, where you're like you have all this back history of mutants if you want it and you can tell those mutant stories without it affecting the MCU history already and it's almost like two parallel histories that end up becoming one that would that could be amazing actually do you Larry and I know this is a, a, a kind of a trick question anybody that knows you and loves you knows how you're going to answer that's why I'm going to word it this way do you mm-hmm. think Disney could do it not that well, because I'm sure even if they didn't do it that way, it'll probably be still be okay for you. But mm-hmm. do you think they could do it that cool? I mean, listen, here's the thing. Like, I feel like the people that are making these movies at this point, I feel like if Oz watched the trailer, like, I didn't have that thought. Oz had that thought. If Oz could watch that trailer and have that thought, I feel like somebody at Marvel Studios could have that thought. And I know they're trying to figure out this problem. Like, they're, they're, they're not a problem, but, you know, it's a good problem. How do we make mutants into what we already have and it still be cool? And that's actually a great way to do it, I think. Damn you, Oz. Or that you, Moses. I don't know which one of you. Joe, if it's you, I'm going to punch you. Oh, I get it. We all look the same. I gotcha. Yes. But I will say, I, I had a chance to oh, check out the trailer. 
and it was pretty good. It was interesting. <laughs> Joe, you didn't you didn't get to hear any sound. Yeah, I did. Well, I, I watched. <laughs> I muted my mic so I could listen to it. I'm gonna punch you. There's a sappy song playing in the background. Oh lord! I actually okay. watched it on mute twice and then watched it with sound. Okay, got got it. Uh, there it is. Because uh, visually, yeah. visually is great. Like I, I love it, and I usually sometimes if I don't hear what they say, I won't be angry, and I can enjoy it for a brief second until I actually experience the full thing. Gotcha. We do uh, have a fifth member of Fantastic Forum, ladies and gentlemen. L. Hect is in the building. Hect, how are you, sir? Hect, unmute your mic. Hect. Stop. Don't talk when you're muted. Or should I unmute you? I don't want to unmute you if you're not ready. Your choice, All you're going to hear is... <laughs> uh, oh, he said... Hey, look, StreamYard said, can't unmute your guests because they chose to mute themselves. I agree. You're right, StreamYard. How dare I? I blame, I blame myself for being presumptuous. Hex well, says... Well, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, Heck says, my microphone, my choice. I agree with Heck. Uh, while you're figuring that out, I'll play the news music. We'll jump into some headlines. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a, like, uh, Comic book like, news. <laughs> well, not, not like that, but, like, <laughs> Let me just toss this in real quick. Have name one one says mutants are watching the MCU. None. Oh, I'm sorry. Have name none. <laughs> sorry. Have name none one. <laughs> My bad. That could be the case. That would actually be an interesting concept as well. I'll bring Hecht back it back in once he unmutes his mic. So, oh, there we go. Now, Hecht, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm good. I did. I didn't know you were gonna call me in so quick. No worries. No, of course, man. Hey, like I, I don't, I don't usually mean to have you waiting in the wings, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah. Welcome to Fantastic Four, man. What did you want to talk about, real quick? We we're, we're jumping into news. So, what were you talking about? Wandavision, or were you trying to just hang out till we start talking about uh, Batman Three Jokers? I was just hanging out because uh, I didn't see that Wandavision at all. I've been meaning to. I oh, just haven't gotten show? around to it. Yeah. That that is more than okay, man. Um, you know, if you have any opinion on the news as we go through it, feel free to jump in. Yeah, man. All right. So, um, since we talked about Wandavision, might as well just get this out the way. Uh, Black Black Widow officially got pushed to twenty twenty one. Um, so basically, there like what was uh, this year's MCU slate for movies got pushed to 2021. So, right now, they're doing uh, Black Widow May 2021. I don't remember the exact date. I, it might be 7th, I don't know. And then Eternals in November. Which, uh, as of right now, means that everything that was... Huh? Can they just cancel that? Black Widow or Eternals? Oh, Eternals. Just cancel it. Because of COVID. <laughs> because of COVID. Cancel it. Wait, is, that tying, 
He's was trying it, at certain times. Was Eternals scheduled for this year? Yes. Eternals was supposed to come out in November. Yeah, it was supposed to be something to be thankful for. They don't think uh, most of the theaters will be open by then? No, Joe. No. 2021 is canceled, Joe. They're going to be in like third wave by November. Because most of yeah. them are open now. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know. <laughs> well, you you have to remember, Jay, that that um, you know that basically the test beds were uh, New Mutants and then Tenant, and yeah. those didn't go those didn't go well for America. Well, those weren't that yeah. good. Wait, what do you mean? The, the, it's besides the point. Like they should have been like people would if people wanted to go to theaters they would have gone for those. Like they didn't do well domestically. Oh okay. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, New Moons was not a good movie. Yes, uh, Tenant. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I've I've seen some mixed reviews, but Tenant is I mean, not. It's not good. It's not a good movie. No, it's very very bland, very generic. The the best part about it is. That the the time stuff, which kind of makes it gimmicky. Okay. Okay. Wait, well. Wait. So they tried to reopen the theaters with two crappy movies. Well, and they were well, supposed to be good. No, Tenet nobody was, thought Tenet was going to be bad. Yeah. No yeah. One thought. New Mutants people knew it was going to be bad, but Tenet was supposed to be a blockbuster. Oh, but, I don't know. America's stupid. I mean, well, the thing is, listen, don't have it, it, look, America can't couldn't have it anywhere, and they just gambled on, you know, having it in the few theaters they could, and then everything else would be foreign market. But the foreign market didn't like it as much either, because really, people, you know, everybody, whether you're sanctioned to work at a thirty percent capacity, twenty five percent capacity. But you're only getting 25% of business, period. Whether you're, you're enforcing mm -hmm. it or not. Because people uh, aren't people aren't doing what they need to Michael. do. No, I, look, no, I was Michael's. Yeah, I was at Michael's. Like, I, I, just, I bought some Halloween shit. I bought uh, see, but like, your, your Michael's over there closed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Closed. yeah, yeah. We stayed open like a bunch of suckers. Yeah, I mean, man. What what a basically your your area your cases weren't as high as LA County. I mean yeah, LA County true. still can't get it like because the people still people could still jump on the fucking plane and jump on the plane plane and come back in. Like somebody said that they stopped flights coming in. They didn't stop shit. <laughs> I I knew somebody coming from Portugal in March. Have you, know you seen I mean? the shit about the U of A though? The U of A, University of Arizona, yeah, the university, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, that's, that's a hotbed for germs. Period. Like people, you know, all those med students and shit licking each other like a weekend. Oh, not even the med students though. You, like, they you know, hoping they just get COVID. But what happened? At you we had a bunch of people come back to school. We had a bunch no. of people come back to school, and yeah. the majority. I don't know if the majority, but like some of them had COVID, yeah. and then they were starting a party, so they spread yeah. COVID, and then they did the a big old quarantine on them. Yeah, 
But, you know, according to our president, herd mentality will fix it. Right. Yeah. Herd mentality. So, so basically... <laughs> like said herd mentality. <laughs> oh, oh, look, long story short... Herd mentality, Larry. No, I listen. I'm I'm hearing it and I'm ignoring it intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> because if you want to get into that, I mean the 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 other side said 200 million Americans have died of COVID. So, yeah. I mean, hey, but, again, listen. hey, again, listen, you we don't want to do this today. You know, we don't want to do this today. The fact of the matter is, movie theaters, no one's let releasing movies because. People aren't going to go see them in enough numbers. So Black Widow, uh, Eternals, like which is it's it's really crazy because like this will be the first year in a long time where you have no MCU movies that get released. Um, the slate from this year got pushed is getting pushed to 2021, which means it pushes that slate back unless they make some adjustments. Because next year we were supposed to get Shang Chi. And I think Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And so... Um, they should just I mean, re-release everything. Run it like a limited thing. Re-release everything like what? What do you mean? The whole Marvel cinematic stuff. Why re-release it? Some theaters have been doing stuff like that where they're putting it, putting on older movies. Yeah. Like the we, like Star Wars. They want to get the economy Kira. working. But here's the thing, though. I mean, I think that, like, an issue, like, another reason why these movies are getting pushed back is that many of the theaters that opened up specifically to show these theaters or to show these movies supposedly are in a worse position than they were when they were closed. Yeah. We're seeing that in the hair business, too. Right. Where it's like so, they're not they're not making the kind of money that they were hoping they were making to be open. Yeah. And so it's like not only were they, they they were already losing money before because they're not open, but now right. like they're paying people and losing even more money. Yeah, and it's not I, happening I, everywhere because some some people, you well, know, obviously some some places in America are openish. If, open if if you want to hear our quarantine series on, you can still get it through Fantastic Live, but on Podbean audio only link up here. Um, one of the things I said is that everybody, when everything comes back to normal, everybody's going to have to produce four times as much revenue to break even for the year. Because in business, everybody's mind is to make a profit. This year isn't the year to make a profit. This is the year <laughs> to survive. <laughs> and that's by this my, like my reality for the whole year. And right. that's to a certain degree, it's like I'm I'm in. I don't want to say I'm in the green because I don't want to pay taxes, but uh, <laughs> I'm not in the red. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, right? Like people should be do treating all their businesses like you you've been in business for 24 years. You need yeah. to treat 2020 like this was your first year in business. It's, it's your first year. It's your first year. Right. I mean, uh, you're not you're not trying you're not trying to mess around and get a profit. You need to break even. My worker that had a stroke right before COVID, um, he's been taking this whole time to rehab, and he's back. He just came back three days ago. Oh, and he's doing, he's doing all right, but he's working like an apprentice. 
because at this point, like his clients went somewhere else. Nobody mm-hmm. each closed throughout the quarantine period, except me, the one, the one dummy. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so they, they, they all kept making money and they all took people's clients who weren't working. So we're all starting like grand opening. Like I, I put a sign up grand opening. <laughs> oh, everybody thinks I've been there for a few weeks, and We're I've been there for three. COVID. Yeah, no, but I just put grand opening. Like, yeah, I painted, painted everything, new color, new everything, new chairs. Like, it, it looks like a new place, and it's really that. Like, the only way you're really gonna make anything is if people think you're brand new. Yeah. So, uh, needless to say, like. I- you know, as far as comic book movies are concerned, that's what's happening. Uh, Wonder Woman is actually, which I, I don't know, I don't remember if we talked about it or not, but Wonder Woman actually got pushed back to December. And I think as of right now, it's still scheduled to open in December. But, you know, we'll see if that ends up holding or not. Depends so. if people can stay home when they're supposed to stay home. I mean, I, you know, I, here's the thing, man. It's like part of this is definitely about health and about like you know actual statistics, but a big like almost as much about uh, almost as much of this is about just people's uh, you know feelings of security, and that's really kind of what it boils down to. Where it's like you know that's you gotta you gotta make sure that both of those things are working together hand in hand, and unfortunately. That's not something that's been able to happen uh, in in as streamlined a, as a manner as we would all have hoped, where you can make people feel safe and actually be safe, and those two things are working in lockstep so that we could have either a smooth close or a smooth open. Everything's been, to use an old term, herky-jerky throughout America for, uh, I mean, definitely since the pandemic started in March, but even before then, Things are weird, so who knows, man? Who knows when everything will be on, be back on track? I personally, I'm like, I've written off 2020. I'm just like, nothing that you want to have happen in 2020 is going to happen. So, you know, let's plan for 2021, except for the Rose Parade. Oh, That's sh- not going to happen either. Can you tell us, Michael? We're going to have Devil's Tears in 2020. It's my, What's Devil's Tears? That's my brand of beard oil. Beard oil? Yeah, that was my goal at the beginning of the year, and it got sidetracked, but I'm going to get it. Okay, well, listen, I think you, you were still a bottle of Beard of uh, Devil's Tears. Oh, okay. So, okay. Is it, do I get a bottle? Does it work on pubes? Yeah, it works on everything. <laughs> it has omega-3, omega-6, and omega-9 fatty acids. Ooh, that's 9. It. That's, like, better than the 3. Sounds yeah, yeah. Sounds organic. Oh, it's organic. <laughs> With a is cannabis sativa, yeah, it's vegan. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the only cruelty is me, like working like, to, you know, like a slave trying to get the formula right for the last three years. But yeah, that's the only cruelty. I need, I need some beard oil. And uh, yeah, I like, didn't want to do this, but in the news, uh, Eric Larson's making some waves. He, uh, he he made his <laughs> he made his political views uh, known once again on the cover of Savage Dragon 253. I'll put it up to the camera real quick. 
if you can see it. Uh, it's hard to see, but you know, maybe maybe uh, Jay, can you can you help us out with a screen share? Yeah, I'm on it. Jay's working on it. Yeah, anybody. It basically, says uh, it's a cover of it, a Cybertrain 253. It has Malcolm Dragon with his hands over Kamala Harris, and Joe Biden says, "I'm Malcolm Dragon. I endorse Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for president." And vice president of the United States, and then the subtitle "Decision 2020." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm mad at Eric Larson for this, not <laughs> because he's he's letting his political views be known, um, not not because it's like the cover of a comic or anything like that. I'm mad because Kamala Harris doesn't look like Kamala Harris. <laughs> like Joe Joe Biden looks like Joe Biden, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying. Kamala Harris is easy to draw, but especially in Eric Larson's style, it might be tough, but he somehow figured out how to make Joe Biden look like Joe Biden, but I'm looking at, at Kamala and I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's I'm not sure if that's her. One you all tell I me what you say, think. One thing I can say is that the cover is a little... Um, I don't think he did this with ample time. Like, it was one of his decisions, and he just submitted it real quick. You know what I mean? It almost looks like Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> thanks to her leadership, thanks to her brave leadership, I can go work. No. <laughs> it's like, am I it, tripping? It kind of looks like her. I mean... <sighs> Listen, Ooh. it makes... It, Kamala Harris doesn't look that old. No, oh, yeah, but that's but... a coloring thing. Like, huh? That's a coloring thing. Like, no, where you highlight her neck. Look at her neck. Kamala Harris's yeah. neck doesn't look like that. She's either that's got a, 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 a she either got a tumor or an, she either got a tumor or an Adam's apple. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm like Joe Biden. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think Joe Biden looks like this. All the time, yeah. but 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 there's a there's a version of Joe Biden that looks like this. Like I've seen that Joe Biden. <laughs> like this is this is like when Joe Biden is like on his own and he's thinking about how if if he could actually take Trump behind the the gym and punch him, like that's the face he makes. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, there's no version of Kamala Harris that that looks like this. So I'm disappointed by that, and you know, did, did Kamala have a stroke? Why is her face like half <laughs> smiling and half like she's got Bell's palsy? <laughs> yeah. She is. She she is appealing to, uh, you know, Trump's base. Like that's the thing. You got to preach to that base, bring them over, so they know somebody a little demented, a little slouchy. They they would vote for. Hey, I mean, whatever works. I, I just was like looking at this, and I was like, "Oh, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I appreciate his ability and his his um L look at you, you know, like yeah. him wanting to do this." But I was just like, I don't know, man. I just like, and especially like for me. 
at this point, like it feels like every. <laughs> uh, wait, this is the comments. Read it now. Says it looks like Maya Rudolph, and it it wait, does it does look more like Maya Rudolph than it does Kamala Harris. Well, she embodies Kamala Harris when she plays Kamala Harris. No, but she does it though. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like Maya Rudolph, which and don't get me wrong, I, I I'm a fan of hers, and obviously I know like Maya Rudolph is is mixed. And so I have no problem with her playing different, like African American women, or or you know women of mixed ethnicity. But you know, Maya Rudolph doesn't look like any of those people. Like Maya Rudolph, like people love her Beyonce, and she definitely like it's not a bad impression of Beyonce. But Maya Rudolph doesn't look like Beyonce. Like, I mean, and yeah. I'm not even talking about like I'm just talking about like Maya Rudolph is like your complexion, Mo. I, look. Again, acting is playing pretend. Like, you're gonna put the lighter <laughs> parameters on playing pretend? I will. Absolutely. Hey. That's why we have that that's why now we have to have Sindra's list with black people in it when they remake Wait, who, that. Who asked for that? The Academy. No, no. Oh. What Academy? The Oh you're dumb with the with the new uh, Academy yeah. rules that we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. see, you all are y'all are that's wild with this. Means. That's not what, what that does means. It, mean? <laughs> it means you just need a certain amount of black people on crew, right? So it's um. But they also mentioned a, a story. Noah, Trevor Noah explained it, where you just have to have a few people, and I don't even remember. Like it's not a lot, but they got one. I, th I think it's literally a person. Did you guys read the document? I think it's more than one. Did you but guys read the document? Did you guys read, read the document? No. Okay, read the document. I'm good. It, talk it talks about story and shit too, not just crew. Wait, so is this like affirmative action for Hollywood? It's not affirmative action because here's here's the thing that is here's what. Here, here's how you know people are privileged. They're like, this is now the Academy Awards, which I, I definitely get is influential. But the Academy Awards is literally just a thing where they're like, we're going to decide who we think are the best movies. And they literally just made a, a, a thing where they're like, if you want to be considered for best picture, you have to have a certain number of minorities working on the picture. And it doesn't make any stipulation about what kind of stories you tell. Did you read the document, Larry? The, the document says something that you have to have a certain amount of it, stories? It talks about story, too. Okay, well, Mo, tell us what it is, then. What's If you know, tell us. It, well, look, I didn't memorize it. I just saw oh, it. Well, but... well, then don't. Listen, tell us what it is or don't. All right, well, then you, you don't tell me I'm wrong. Then me you don't tell me what it's not. How about that? How so about you don't tell me what it's not if you didn't read but, it either? But but what I'm saying is multiple sources have cited that this is the requirement. You're telling me that's not the requirement, and that's fine. Tell me what the requirement no, is. It's not the requirement. It, it says tell me what it's not. stories involving you know transgender and shit like that too. So so you're saying only stories that have Minority characters are what are considered for best picture. That's the only stories that can be considered for best picture. That's what the document. All right. 
Uh, under the new standards in terms of the actors, at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. These right. groups include Asian, Hispanic, slash Latinx, Black, slash African American, Indigenous, slash Native American, Alaskan Native, uh, Middle Eastern, slash North African, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander, or other underrepresented race or ethnicity. Right. Additionally, at least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups, women, racial or ethnic, uh, LGBTQ+, or people with cognitive or physical disabilities, or who are deaf or hard of hearing. Right. Another way to meet one of the standards is for Hollywood to tell stories about people whose narratives have been sidelined. The official standard reads the main storyline, theme, or narrative of the film is centered on an underrepresented group. There you go. It, that, none of that said the crew. That's not, that's not, no, wait, that's not true. Oh, there's more. Uh, that does talk about the crew. Right. Uh, finally, the Academy standards to hire more women, LGBTQ plus people, non-white people, and people with cognitive and physical disabilities. The rules call for at least two of the following creative leadership positions and department heads, uh, casting director, cinematographer, composer, costume designer, director, editor, Hairstylist, makeup artist, producer, production designer, set decorator, sound, VFX supervisor, writer to be from underrepresented groups. And Jay, this is all in, re in relation to being considered for best picture, right? Is that what the right. document says? So, yeah. so literally, all we're talking about is one award. Now, don't get me wrong, it might be the top award. It's the only award that matters. That's not true. It's the one that affects money. No, but that's not true either. You can win best. You can win best actress, or best actor, or best supporting actor, or best uh, supporting actress, and not change anything about your movie if you don't want to. But that does affect the actor, unless it's Schindler's List. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But I'm yeah. saying it's. And here's the thing. It's like the best actor thing. They're literally saying. Here's the different thing. Like, all those things are like this or this or this. So yeah. if you tell a story about an underrepresented thing or you have 30% of the people in some sort of roles that are from a, from a minority group, which includes women. So technically, you can have an all-white cast that three of the ten roles are women, white women, and you still can be in best picture category. Wait, so Schindler's List is, is fine because aren't Jewish right. people a, a minority? Absolutely. And it's in black and white. Well, they're not considered a minority, but the, yeah, it, it might, but, you know, you wouldn't have a chance if you would have made it with, you know, a, a cripple or something else. That's the lead. Well, Liam Neeson has a, a over-enlarged <laughs> penis. That's a minority, too. So that's representation. <laughs> That's, uh, a, that's a physical a, disability, not a, not a Lawrence. All, all I'm saying is, 
it it's one award and yeah. everybody's like oh man they're telling us how to make movies and it's like dude you can make whatever movie you want as a director as a director like you you want your actors to win but really you want the best picture but so you can like get best director. you can get best director without getting best picture in an all white film no, no, no. best picture that the yeah, but, best picture is not best picture but but here's you, what i'm saying is Here's my problem with it, Larry. This is an take too long. My thing is, I don't want artists to have to fill out a checklist to try to artists get the movie. Artists can make whatever movie they want. They just can't make, make whatever movie they want yeah. and get nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, okay. And uh, here's the thing. There's nothing that says they, they should get nominated for Best Picture. It's like, it's not, there's no right to that. It, and that's the thing where I'm like, dude, cats are acting like they're being oppressed. And it's like, dude, you don't have any right to be the best picture from an academy that's like saying they get to decide what they want to do. When when cats were like, hey, it's kind of crazy that no one black got nominated for anything, even though all these black people are out here acting, people were like, well, you know what? You might need to act better. But now when they're like, oh, well, you need to have unrepresented like Look, but when you were like, you need to have one to represent there. Well, I'm not saying you in particular, but I'm saying generally. See, that's why I think my little bit of opinion here matters. Because I'm on both sides of this thing. I want the best thing to win for being the best thing, whether it meets that criteria or not. And it, I don't want people trying to tell artists what to do, period. You don't want people to tell artists... What to do? What period. Artists should be able to do what they do, whether uh, in their medium. But here's the thing: you know, it's, it's not saying. But it's not telling artists what movie they can and can't make. What it's saying is, it's well, they tell what they can and can't win with. Well, yeah, but it's one award. The one right? that matters. I mean, yeah. you can say that, but then here's the thing: if if people were already being if inclusive, the one that matters, it, it would be the one at the beginning if of the people were already being inclusive, this wouldn't be something that was necessary. But they're not. Well, they have been. Like, who won the last well, five awards? What, what, what do you say the last five? What are you talking about? The last five best pictures? Well, we could start with best picture, yeah. And you're saying, what, you feel like the last five best pictures were won by minorities? I believe so, yeah. Maybe four. No, like Oscar's So White was like literally like three years ago. No, nah, it wasn't three years ago. It had to have been at least six or five. No, man. Like I, I promise you. Like, like don't Oscar's get me wrong. So like when Dallas Buyers Club won, and uh, and that was like eight years ago. Jay, when what were the last five Best Picture winners? Just, it's just closing. okay. Because I promise you. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Moonlight won the last one, right? Or was that the one yes, before that? Uh, 2017. So, 2019 was Parasite. Asian. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Asian. Not white. Not white. Just well, so they not understand. White. Not white. Yeah. But I didn't want to say yellow. Yeah. 2018 was Green Book. Mm-hmm. Not white. That, that, yeah, that's a white and white, a black white, guy. Why not white? It's like, it's, it's both. Right. So it's not all white. But but here's the thing though, it's not the like the main the main actor isn't the black guy. 
It met the criteria. Protein, the shape of water. Not white. Fish in it. <laughs> that lady was pointing a fish. Like she, she described how is his she, dick came out is, and everything. Is, is she Latina? Yes, yeah, they're all Latinas. Say go ahead. Sally Hawkins is the star. Is, is she Latina? Think... Sally Hawkins. I, I I'm asking I the question. Huh? I can check. Because uh. <laughs> I'm saying born in London, London, okay. England. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it had a Latin director, but she's but, of English yeah. and Irish descent. Okay, so that's a white person. Meets the criteria. Yeah, she. Why does it meet? Why does it meet the criteria? Because the, the, the co-star, her co-star was a black woman. No, it, it meets the no, criteria because she's a, a woman. Like woman counts. And Guillermo del Toro counts. And how many fish people do you wait, know? Obviously, a minority. Wait, but see, but don't you, don't you see, don't you all see how it's like if the main character is a white person, which she's a woman. Next movie. Next movie. Okay. okay. 2016, Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Not white. That's what right. I'm sure. Okay. No. I, I don't. 2015, Spotlight. I don't even know what that is. That's yeah. the true story of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and cover-up. Oh. Catholic. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's white. Yeah. 2014, right. Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. That was such a good movie. Yeah. Why, oh, why, oh, why or? Because that's the title. That's the title. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, so. Mexican dude. Next, uh, 2013. 12 years Mexican. Slave. Okay, never mind. That's not Mexican. Not but, white. Wait, next, Twelve next Years movie. a Slave? The slave movie? That's not white. But it's a slave movie. The, look, it meets the Is criteria. It, wait, look, oh. you're calling it a slave movie like it's promoting slavery as good. So, when wait. It stars Tweedle Elgifor. Tell, no, I, I know who's in it. And it's. A, I'm not saying that they're not great actors, but I'm saying, like, the whole thing was like, they only give you Oscars when you're playing, like, the most evil person or a slave. Twenty twelve. That's another problem. That's not in the stipulations either, Larry. So, I mean, listen. All I'm saying to you is this: like, you you all are talking like 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 the the academy is this progressive body here, and it's not. Twenty twelve. Hold on, real quick. Before twenty twelve, twelve years of slave fits because the. The requirement is if it's about something uh, minority related. No, listen, I'm oh, not okay. saying it doesn't fit. Like, Shape of Water technically fits because it's a woman. It's still a white woman and a fish person. And it's like, if you feel like that's what the world needs in regards to representation, because Lord knows yeah. white women haven't been represented enough, like, what are you talking about? For representation. But it is. Yeah, but, what, but, no, it's, what but, but no, but here's the thing. It's like it you're gonna mess around it to mess around and talk to me about oh man, hey, people people of color are doing just fine as far as representation is concerned I'm not, because I'm not they're doing fine. I'm saying the award isn't for representation. But here's the thing the award 
isn't isn't it's not a government entity. They can decide how they want this award yeah. to be awarded however they want. So why is everybody no, all up in arms like clearly the government could do it whatever they want. The thing is but it's not the award. government. It's no, a private entity. Again, I'm saying people are on this because this, this is this, something they feel that they can affect changing. They can't affect changing the government. Nobody's no one's acting. 2012 is Argo. Okay, that's white. Yeah. 2011, the artist. Argo's white despite being in a foreign right. country. <laughs> the artist right. is white too. So, eight, but what I'm saying, the last, what, eight, seven have been minority films. Like, they're pre the, my point is the Academy doing this is preaching to the choir and stifling artists. It, but here's the thing it doesn't stifle any artist, it does. Because they, 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 no, they can make whatever they want. They can make whatever they want. and But they can make whatever they want, but they won't qualify to win. Oh, they, why, do, why do they deserve to win? Because it's a good movie. No. See, that's the thing. Here's what I'm saying is it's not that, like, we act, like, people act as though, the like, they're like, okay, when, when before, like, here's the thing. We've had this conversation on Fantastic Forum before. Where I've literally said, hey, I know no one saw that movie, but that very well might be the best movie that came out that year. And if that movie is the one that, you know, they're watching all the movies. If that's the best movie, that's what deserves to win. You all have basically jumped on me like, well, how could you mess around and say that when no one saw it? And so it's like, yeah, yeah uh, you, you jumped on less, Jay. But what I'm saying is, now that they've made it a, a requirement for one award, just one, don't get me wrong, it's the top award, but it's one award. They make a requirement and they're just like, hey, we're trying to help foster diversity in a, in a system that we know won't probably do this on its own. And we're like, oh, they're stifling artists. No, they did it on for the last seven years. All I'm saying is, people of color have been making movies that they knew wouldn't get nominated for Academy Awards for years because they're like, well, those stories are important. So I'm going to tell that story. Now that it's people not of color that are having to do that and be like, hey, I want to make this movie because I think it's important, but it won't get nominated. It won't even not say it won't get nominated for award. It's not going to get nominated for best picture. It's like, if you want to tell your story about, you know, Irish coal miners and their plight, and know that, hey, all my cats are going to be all Irish men. Oh, you can't tell that story. Nine twenty twenty. It's like, what I'm saying is, if that's the story you want to tell, because you feel it's important, and you know you're just not going to get nominated for Best Picture, one award, you should do that, and no one's stopping you. But, because you're like, you're used to being able to tell that story, and still have a chance at the award, all of a sudden, that you, you because you're so used to that, now that somebody's telling you, well, I'm just letting you know, you're not going to get nominated for Best Picture. You might get nominated for Best Director, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best you know, Best Supporting Actress or, or Best Actress, but not like Best it. Picture. But not Best Picture. You're like, well, they've they've messed up my entire creative process. Like, don't you see how that is kind of ridiculous? That's ridiculous. Have name none in chat says. So they just need somebody to be like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. 
I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> That's funny, but no, unfortunately, we can't get any amazing roles like that anymore. <laughs> That's been phased out. I'm I'm okay with it, what, what, <laughs> but it was a was Robert the last one to do blackface. <laughs> hey, here's the messed up part. I don't think he was the last one. I just think that he was the, the last one that everybody was like kind of okay with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody, could, I mean, he could do it again, and I think it'd be okay if they did a sequel. Yeah. Well, it, but even it, then, I don't know it'd be okay, but people. Would it be worked like, because that was the joke. It was a white right. man taking a black man's part, and they exactly. even referenced it in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's on these days. It's on the border, man. They're like, they're, yeah. that's yeah. Some people be a are looking at it. But the fact that it could even be, a be on the border. Because it's like, you know, but here's the thing it's comedy, and comedy should be able to push those boundaries. That's something that a lot of people not, forget. Not win awards. Speaking of, of comedy movies and diversity, so Ray Fisher is going to work on the Snyder Cut. What does that even mean? Yeah. He's showing up. They're, they're, they're doing reshoots for, uh, they're, they're doing a week of reshoots. Wait, wait. They're doing a week of reshoots right now? They, why would they're, they? They're announced. They're announced. I don't why? know. They, I didn't get a date, but they're announced. Wait, so in the future? Yes. Wait, isn't the Snyder Cut done? Well, they gotta fix some of the stuff. Has, has it ever been broke. done? Was it was it never done. done. The Cut was never, never anything filmed. Maybe, like, principal shit. Maybe they had plans, but nothing was ever filmed. Oh no! Stuff was filmed because that's why we saw that mouth. Like <laughs> what? What mouth? Mouth? <laughs> you know the mouth, the Henry Cavill mouth. Like there was a scene with him with not the mouth, and then they changed the line because you know Snyder wrote something that Superman wouldn't say, and then Joss Whedon fixed it. Oh, so you get that mouth. Listen, you you you're being controversial right now. Joss Whedon fixed ah, it. Oh, geez. I mean. Yeah, I, look, people have high hopes for this, and it's not. It, 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 this is AT. Look, this is ATT would have better luck releasing Wonder Woman in on July Fourth weekend this twenty twenty. Like, <laughs> this isn't gonna be good. People are gonna like it. But they're gonna say people that are gonna like seeing you know. Vin Diesel go to space in the next Fast and Furious movie. Listen. He can qualify for that Academy Award. They will. I, want, I want Vin Diesel in space. I want Machete in space. And then I want them to do a crossover where they meet up and fight. Yeah, Vin Diesel with a, with a lightsaber monkey wrench. And Machete with obviously his Machete uh, saber. Listen. I don't know I'm if I've ever... This. I don't know if I've ever felt more in lockstep with Oz than right now. Like, when they were like, when they confirmed that Fast and Furious was going to be in space in the next iteration, I was like, you know what? I'd need to watch all these movies. <laughs> so, so I could be caught up on the time they, we get to space. They, they have nowhere else to go. They had, a, <laughs> they had a car jump from building to building back and forth. And that and was like five movies in, right? No. Yeah, it wasn't the last one. It was probably like the one before that. What'd you say, Jay? It's not any more ridiculous than Speed Racer. Wait, I, th uh, I think they outran a torpedo in the ice. Wait, 
Well, the, no, didn't the one guy like move it with his arm to like off the trajectory? Oh, the 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 rock pulled down the helicopter with his arm. And I believe he can do that. A car wrestling league. It's like this isn't that ridiculous. I I feel like Speed Racers anime. Yeah. So Speed that Racer, makes I it feel, that makes it less like ridiculous. Fast and the Furious <laughs> is some of the best superhero movies out there. I'm trying to figure out like. Have they been in, in the water yet, though? Sort of. They, they were on a frozen. It, it was frozen, but they were fighting a submarine. Well, I'm, and then they found a boat in like the second one, right? Probably. I, oh, I don't remember that far back. Okay. Well, listen. I need to watch these movies then, because yeah, I guess they do, if they've done land, sea, and air already, then yes, Oz is correct. Space is the only place left. <laughs> Like, the only way I would watch it if it was called, like, Micro Machines or something. You know, like, Hot Wheels. Like, because <laughs> you do everything, like, with your Hot Wheels or Micro Machines. You know, you mm -hmm. put them in that tub. Like, if they just called it that, I'd be down with it. But, you know, at first, like, I, I was out from the first movie because I'm like, this is just a remake of Point Break. It's dumb. I'd rather watch Point Break. Fast and Furious 1 is just a remake of Point Break? Yeah, it's just Point Break. Like, so it's like instead of surfing, it's cars. Yeah, yeah, it's still okay. like an extreme sport type, but yeah, yeah I got you. I but, got you. Yeah, it's okay. I'm like, you know what? You derived a move, a movie that wasn't even that great, but it was awesome, and then you just made it not awesome by making it about cars. <laughs> they they have characters that die in one movie, and come back is, three movies later, like, hey, what's up? It's me again, and nobody like. Looks at him weird, like, okay, well, this is the plan. The, the Fast well, and Furious 1 was a remake of an old movie about muscle cars. And I like that movie. It was called Fast and the Furious. And I like oh, that really? movie. Yeah, I like that movie when I saw it as a kid because I like those cars, you know, the Chevelles and, you know, the old 60s muscle cars. So having them do it with these new cars to me was like a, a I'm out and then when I actually tried watching it was you know point break again but not good <laughs> like it didn't have tank girl in it <laughs> fair so uh I'll go ahead Jay uh, I was gonna go on to another news story do it uh, DC Universe is going to relaunch with the new name. <laughs> HBO uh, Max? <laughs> DC, yeah. give us your um, money. It's a DC Universe Infinite. Mm. And they're getting rid of all their TV shows, which are going to HBO Max. Yes. And wow. the site will just be comic books and fan events. Yes. I wish they would have used that for fandom. Used what for fandom? DC Universe. Oh, it well, DC Universe Infinite didn't exist yet. It's gonna be seven ninety nine a didn't month or seventy four ninety nine a year, <laughs> and it's gonna be starting up, I believe, summer of twenty twenty one. Right. That's so the slider pay for an app. I mean, that it, it's basically a a a. a competition with Marvel Unlimited. Well, no. Why not? Or, or maybe, but it, the price <laughs> is different. 
like it, it, it costs more. Like it, they're charging you the same price for their exclusive shows, but they're taking those away and then charging you. Oh, I'm not saying that they're they're made being smart about it, but that's what they're trying to do. Thanks, AT and T. Meanwhile, like like Joe mentioned, they they did move. They're moving all their shows to HBO Max. Harley Quinn got renewed though for season three on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, well, too, Young Young Justice announced their next season. Young Justice Phantom. Yeah, that, that was last week. We talked about it last week. We did. Yeah, yes. you were you were. I don't know what was wrong. Where with was you. I? Uh, you were on the camera, but you were like, "Yeah, I was high or something." That, that was that high. edible kicked in. Yeah, what happened? His wait, did we talk about? Wait, did did the Emmys happen last week or did that happen last week Sunday after what? the show? Emmys. Emmys happened last week Sunday. Oh, okay. I those two. I didn't appreciate being preached to, but nobody won because nobody fit the criteria. Watchmen won 11 oh, Emmys. Yeah, and the best show. Yes, yeah. which is the first time a comic book yeah. show has ever gotten the top award at the Emmys. Yeah, which technically has nothing to do with the comic. Moses, what are you talking about? How can you say it has nothing to do with the comic? Well, DC violated the contract with Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, and they went beyond what they had initially stipulated for those creators. So everything after that's all shitty. Well, you know, listen. Now, if, the, if the argument you want to make is DC shouldn't be allowed to make Watchmen stuff, that I can get with you on. Yeah, that's where but, I'm at. Like, but if I you're saying from a story that perspective that this story yeah. is not connected to the Watchmen comic, I would disagree yeah. with you. I mean, it, it, look, it's not connected until Alan Moore says it is for me. Well, but Alan Moore's not going to say that. Uh, I'll get, oh, okay. From from a narrative perspective, so a fact, story. <laughs> not not if so fact so no no, no I said if so fact so no not if so fact so either. It's like yeah, but but I will agree with you. Like like and, and actually, you have a story about that with uh, old boy tweeting, right? Oh yeah, the the guy didn't like the font on the cover. Is is that how that story feels to you? Like that's the that's the headline. He such and such doesn't like the font. Let me bring it up. <laughs> well, look, that's what I got out of it. Watchmen, Watchmen won eleven Emmys, uh, which is huge, including like didn't I, I'm pretty sure Regina King got Best Actress, right? Uh, no, she didn't get it. I think it was somebody from uh, Big Little Lies or something, or Big so, Little Fire. So then why, why, what was she giving a speech for then? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I said, uh, you know, like, I don't know for sure, but. If she won, if she won, like, if she won for 11, or they won 11 Emmys, which, which, <laughs> which Emmy? <laughs> Which am I the only one? No, she's the lead. What Moses? You watch Watchmen? No, I watch Watchmen. I don't. I thought the back. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. She she won. She won for outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie. Okay. Am I the only one that feels like 
Doctor Manhattan was in blackface that whole that whole th- that whole time. I think you are. I mean, he's a white guy, right? It's not blackface if you change your entire molecular structure. So it's black molecular structure face. Like he didn't cover his face in black paint. He changed his DNA to a black person. Yeah, like Rachel Dolezal. No, not like Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> he sh- he sure did. I saw that scene. <laughs> Uh, here's the story with Rorschach. Uh, Changes com- religion, too, apparently. Comic book letter Jim Campbell let loose on DC Comics and Tom King and anyone involved with producing the Rorschach comic at DC. He, here's his tweet. He says, two words they still managed to fuck up the lettering. <laughs> <laughs> that was the opening salvo. Yeah, and it's basically uh, the cover is Rorschach saying a smile. He sees a card. It's an homage to fucking Killing Joke. I don't know why they feel they need to do that. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like the font on the name and all that, too. Like I felt they should have done something better. And then the lettering on the smile, of course. But uh, And then the blood on the collar. Like I didn't like that, either. Like That's too on the nose. You know, uh, but yeah, he says to be clear, you sell your work on the work for hire basis, and you know what to expect. But Watchmen wasn't work for hire. The reversion clause clearly re- implies that the work remained more in Gibbons' copyright, and that DC licensed it under specific circumstances. This is theft. He goes, uh, yeah, he goes on to say a bunch of other things, but that's the the main thing, and uh, he he does. That's part of the DC contract they had with Alan Moore, where you can't do stuff without their consent. And DC did it, and has been doing it for the last 10 years. Yeah. With every Alan Moore's work, not just Watchmen. Wait, with all of his work? Yeah, because they did with V for Vendetta, From Hell. uh, How'd they do it with V for Vendetta? Because... He they they sold the rights off to the Wachowskis and they made it and he didn't want it to be done. Oh, well, I have that cover up if you want to show everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's not the one, right? No, I like no. that one. one? Maybe, yeah. maybe look, maybe I love. Man, fuck Alan Moore. I like that. <laughs> no, it's the it's the one where it literally has the it has a letterbox. It's a, a, a an homage a, to a word balloon. It's the one yeah. that looks like Killing Joke. So it has a word balloon on it. I'd be mad if Joe says, I don't know what Killing Joke looks like. Dude, I love the Killing Joke. You're exactly. The, you're the be, ones that hated it. Be, be, no, ready, be ready, ready to be mad about this. Yeah, he liked the cartoon. <laughs> I like yeah, the comic too, but I, I did like the cartoon. <laughs> be ready to be bad. Jay's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And, which, and, which cover is it? It's the one that looks like the Killing Joke. It's it's basically it's basically Rorschach's face, just like his face takes a little. No, not his face. His his under face. His <laughs> face is a mask. <laughs> that's that's a great Watchmen reference. <laughs> and it's not like those House of M references in the trailer. Like I know what I'm talking <laughs> exactly, about. exactly. Not like your comic book resources article about. 
House of M being featured in one division. This is Fantastic <laughs> Four style. Give me back my face. <laughs> oh, it's too you funny. You didn't find it, too. Um, it would help because uh, they don't have uh, thumbnails. So what it's it okay. is, I guess it's Orchak without his mask holding a card and says that he sees a smile in an inkblot card. Like, who's the artist? I got it for you. Hold on. Uh, Brian Boland, I think. Which Brian Boland is a dude that's like a a more type guy. Like, he he works. If he didn't work with Alan Moore, no, he did. Because I think he did a killing joke. So, yeah. So he definitely. He's a dude that makes all the money because Alan Moore won't receive any. They they still want to pay him. But they're not paying them enough. There was no negotiation, and he's like, "No, don't do it." Yeah, it's more about the principle for more now, and we need more people like that. It's that one. Yeah, that one. It's not a huge picture, but oh, is yours no, bigger, Jay? Oh, it looks I'm good. Oh, it looks I'm good. Find it. So he's the third Joker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If that's what it is, I'll be pissed. Because I actually like Three Jokers. Wouldn't that be some shit? I, 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 you know what? Now He would just ruin Three Jokers for me now. F. Sorry. Because he, he... Rorschach did tell a joke to the therapist. Just like Joker. And he said, I am the clown. Like there was a punchline. Dang. Wow. Listen. I hate three jokers. All right, they're <laughs> hilarious. Um, some some comic book news, real quick. Uh, speaking of characters that don't necessarily belong in the DCU, uh, the DC comic book universe. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jim Lee mentioned that some Wildstorm characters are going to be reintroduced into. The DC universe again, uh, starting of course with uh, exactly starting of course with uh, with Grifter in Batman. Grifter is good for 2020 because he's wearing a mask like we would wear to go buy beer. (laughs) Like I, I I actually make modeled a lot of my like the ones I use for work when I have work Mm -hmm. because it's slow now. Um, Like Grifter. But I just do it like this. But I, I would want to like put a visor inside so I could just have it over my face. I don't know. I, 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 I'm gonna get it. I'll get it. I'll have a grifter mask. I'm working on the hair too. So there it is. It'll be great. So yeah, grifter is gonna be in Batman. I think actually before the year's out, and then other. He basically said expect more Wildstorm characters integrated into the DCU. In 2021, in in a in a very creative way that makes sense. So, fifty bucks says if Mo gets a grifter mask, people are gonna call him Deadpool. That very well could happen. Or Fat Pool. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Wow. Why do why do you go for the juggler like that? Happy National Hispanic. That that wasn't the juggler, Lawrence. That was the guy. Yeah. I went for the jiggler. That's what I went for. 
Oh, jeez. It's okay, because I'm fat, too. Right. I'm probably so, fatter, because most of are exercises. What? What are you saying, Jay? Um, I was going to go into the next story. Go for it. Uh, Christopher Miller, the co-creator of Clone High and Voice of JFK, uh, posted a video on Twitter this week announcing he will record a one-sentence line of your choosing in the voice of Clone High's JFK to anyone who can prove they voted early via photo or video evidence. Jay, when you say the voice of JFK, what does that mean? Okay, there's a show. It's called Clone High. One of the characters is John F. Kennedy. Oh, I I don't know that. I don't. I was listening. I was listening to the story, and I was confused. I was like, "Wait, so the show <laughs> is called Clo- What? You didn't get that from the story? No, no, I didn't realize. Like, I heard you say Clone High, but and then, you, but I thought I didn't realize Clone High and the voice of JFK were connected. So, I apologize. Because okay. I guess I guess I didn't realize that we were cloning JFK. But yeah, cloning a lot of famous people. You know, JFK, Joan of Arc, Cleopatra, Gandhi. Why would, Lincoln, why would, main why would characters. You, why would you clone these people? So you could kill them again. Um, I don't think they say, I don't remember if they say why. Like, I'm sure they do, but I was more focused on the stories. Oh, okay. On the characters and the overarching plot. Is it a good show? Yeah. Like, it's actually pretty funny. Like, especially for its time. Like, it's actually ahead of its time. Oh, when was it made? 2002. Oh, It was an adult cartoon on MTV where they cloned a bunch of famous people and put them all in high school. And it's basically a satire of the teen drama shows like Dawson's Creek and shit. (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah it's actually really funny and if you didn't know they're rebooting it uh recent uh rebooting it pretty soon like so that's why JFK has become a meme and this guy is offering to do a voice for anyone that votes early wait JFK from the show has become a meme yeah. What's the meme? I don't know. I just know that he is one. Like people yeah. are talking about him. Um but I haven't really seen like I've only seen one and it was just a replacement meme. Got it. Okay. Uh speaking of head splattered, um IDW and Hasbro raise awareness for veteran mental health uh, with the G.I. Joe comic book series. They're doing a couple mental health awareness issues. They have a couple covers. Uh, It's sponsored by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And, uh, yeah, they're going to do it in IDW's G.I. Joe number seven. That's coming out. Cool. You know, so we'll, see. we'll see if that helps in stock. 
Yeah, that's what you're doing. I'm, I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah. A lot of veterans are just fucked, like, completely. Like, their heads are just... All people are gone. fucked. Hmm? Not nah, all lives matter, <laughs> but with veterans instead of black people. So, like, all people are fucked. Oh. <laughs> but no, nah, they, they matter too. Oh, like, yeah. they need... They need... I mean... Right. Sorry, my internet is fucking up. It's been like for the past. Mike, week. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, which it just sucks because like the one main game I'm playing is like online only. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that too. I, even though I laughed, I, I apologize. <laughs> I I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're still in news, can we, did anybody get to pre-order the PS5 yet? PS5. Oh, I actually did hear news about that. Uh, Mayor not didn't about know the PS5. PS5. Oh but, no, I I know there's a PS5 pre-orders, but why would I do that? No, something. So oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not good. No. I, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. So you can play all the PS4 games on PlayStation now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna mention the Miles Morales game, but yeah, it's on PS4 also. Yeah, and it's not like up res. Like even if you play Spider Man on PS5, like your game, your save game don't go over. So it like it'll upscale it, but you can't play continue your progress. I I did. Raymond was telling me today though that they're releasing a pack. For PlayStation Five, for the uh, I guess the Ultimate Edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales, where if you buy it, you get Spider-Man for free for PS Five. Right, but your save game doesn't do anything. So even if you have it in the cloud, it doesn't matter. Don't matter. No, nothing from PS Four. P- PS5 is having the same issue that like Xbox One had at the beginning. <laughs> like they mm. haven't ironed out that shit before. But we the- fixed it. I mean, maybe PlayStation will do the same. Look, then I'm not going to pre-order it till they fix it. That's fair. Yeah, we'll all find out in five years when we can get one. Yeah, because <laughs> they're I all did, sold out. I did get a, a Xbox, Xbox Series X pre-order. What? Yeah. Are you doing all digital or regular? No, no, I did the regular. I don't want all digital. Xbox. I'm going to do all digital. Well, but you, you know those those memory cards might be expensive, though. We're not sure yet. Did you pre-order yeah. through Hot Rocks? I did. No, I didn't even know I could do that. I'm sorry. Oh, what an asshole. No, wait. Did Hot Rocks tell me that? Yeah. He did. He posted it on Facebook in our group. To be Wait, fair, my phone crashed I? when I clicked that link. In the group. <laughs> I, I'm not. If I had known I could have done it through Hectoc Rocks, I would have done it. Yeah, good excuse. Speaking of uh, the Xbox One, has seen a real a rise in sales <laughs> on Amazon. I did see that. <laughs> up. The speculation is that people are accidentally buying the Xbox One instead of pre-ordering the Xbox Series One or Series X. Yeah, whatever it's called. I don't know. They're buying Xbox One Xs instead of Xbox Series Xs. I, I, right. I almost put a link to the Xbox One X 
on my site just to get those sales. <laughs> People were like, "Oh man, it's two hundred bucks! What a sweet deal!" <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen, they said it, the, they said sales went up like seven hundred percent. I was like, "That's good. yeah," because they're like, I'm so not gonna say, thing. but I'm gonna say. Oh, some people are saying that maybe it's a thing where people can't pre-order the Series X, so they're getting the Xbox One instead. But that could be the case. Yeah, I, I mean, they're the price for all of that. Yeah, I mean, if they just wait when the Series X comes out, they can get mine for cheap. <laughs> How cheap yeah. we talking? Uh-huh. <laughs> How cheap you got? <laughs> Pre-order. What, what are you asking? <laughs> whoa, whoa! We're about to we're about to experience a indecent proposal firsthand right here on Fantastic Four. I'm like, wait a minute! You can pre-order your Xbox One. Get a room, you two. Whoa, that's part of the plan. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. R- rather not. He doesn't want to go all the way to Illinois. <laughs> no, Any I'll come stories? on you. I mean, to you. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> wow. Any more stories before we jump to these reviews? Okay. Let's talk I'm about. A... Hold, huh? on, hold on. Hold on. Oh. We got a show to do here. Look. Woo! Comic book. Review. Comic book. Like review. <laughs> Well, not, not like that, but like. Let's talk about Batman, Three Jokers. Oz, you yes. want to summarize this joint for us? Uh, Batman, Three Jokers is a book. It's a Batman book with three Jokers in it. That's that. Like, I really, I have no idea what's going on. The in this book. End. <laughs> Because they they kind of they they imply that different events in Batman history has been a different Joker, like the the Killing Joke Joker is not the one that that killed Jason Todd. It's it's three different ones. There's the the comedian, the criminal, and I forget the what clown. They call the clown, and the story isn't necessarily about them because the, in the story. They're discussing creating a fourth one, like the ultimate Joker, or something like that. So I'm, I want to see where this story goes, but at right now I'm kind of like not too sure about where where we're at. Other than, like I I need to know where these Jokers came from. That's fair. And I need to know why there's three. <laughs> um, the story itself I liked. Uh, there, there's a couple pages that I feel are, are, feel to me are wasted. Because they, they, there's a couple pages where they go over the Joe Chill incident, and to me that that that's been played so much. I know it's dramatic, and it, but it feels like like a gimmick, like they're just throwing it in there because they're gonna they're gonna get somebody with it. And those pages aren't for me. Those are for somebody that doesn't re- regularly read Batman or watch movies or know anything about this character. So I don't know who it's for, really. Uh, I- I honestly feel the Joe Chill portion is there simply to reference the goons towards the end of the book in the aquarium. Yeah. 
well, it's it's a it's a long way to getting to a, to a short point. Because yeah, yeah, no, I hear that. There's a better part that <laughs> that's been done before, but still works because it's not overdone. And that's in, it's like three or four pages, I think, where they they show a different scar and how mm-hmm. he got it. Yeah. And that kind of thing is 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 cool to see. Yeah. At some point, I'm sure it's going to get overdone, but for now, it's still unused enough that it 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 impacts you the way that I think they 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 planned it a lot more than than the death of the of the Waynes. I I'd agree with that only because, like, I mean, usually Batman with his like scarred up body is something that's always just like a panel. Because people are like, oh, my God, like, you know, it's impactful because you realize, okay, this is like how you know Batman is just a man because he has like the scars to prove it. But what made this one impactful was just because they kind of told you the story of each scar in like one panel. And that that's it was an awesome plot device where we're just like, oh, wow, like, how cool is that? Just because and it's not like they messed around and were like they necessarily showed you anything that was like. I mean, some of them felt like they kind of harkened back to some moments that you might remember in comics, but other parts of it were just like, oh, that probably did happen, but, you know, you probably just made it just to show the scar. But I remember reading that and thinking to myself, like, it'd be awesome if, like, that became a thing that was like, okay, well, you have to make sure that you have the right scar in the right place, except for the fact that, you know, artists aren't going to do that. Well, you know the way that uh, they executed it here is because he had a shit ton of scars, and they focused on those. So even if they were off a little, like you're just overwhelmed by so how many he has. And mm-hmm. you know, DC, I don't know if they're still on a five year timeline, but <laughs> that's a lot of scars, even for five but, years. But I feel like I Batman, like when they usually show the scars, he usually always has a lot of them. But you don't necessarily know like what the story is behind right. each one of them, and and it would be cool if it was like a thing where people were like, oh no, we think of that as like continuity to a degree, where it's like no, you like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's like I guess there's not there's no equivalent of that. The, the only thing that I can think of closely, or the only thing that even comes remotely close, is just like when people do Spider-Man webbing, and it's not even like it's the same thing because the webbing is just the webbing. It's like some artists choose to draw that because they're like, well, that's what Spider-Man looks like. But then other artists, of course, at particular points when they can get away with it, just make it all red. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, heck, you read Batman Three Jokers. What was your impression? I liked it for uh, first comic for the story. It doesn't really mm-hmm. give you a lot of information, but it gives you, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this is happening keep reading and then you'll find out more kind of shit mm-hmm. so I like it yeah yeah bless <laughs> Hex says bless you Ray <laughs> Jay Batman 3 Jokers what are your thoughts oh I thought it was great like I love watching Batman and Batgirl and uh Redhead like re- uh working together like conversing and working, it's good to see they have decent chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like despite yeah. the friction between them, they still have like really good chemistry. 
And that's where this book kind of shines for me. Like, you guys mentioned the Joe Chill, and I felt kind of similar how Oz said, but I enjoyed it still because of how it played out throughout the book. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was just thrown in there just as an origin story. Yeah. But uh, what it really I really enjoyed the most was I almost felt like they gave me too much of the three Jokers, and I could have just had more of the Batman, Barbara, Jason Todd dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. seeing them deal with this situation apart and together was the shining point of this book for me. I can see that. I can definitely see that. And it's like, it is it is interesting because um, it, it, it's funny because even before I read this book, um, I was thinking about like basically the the Bat family and you know how they always talk about how like the different members of the Bat family kind of like represent almost like different aspects of Batman himself and like each person you know kind of has like maybe like a quality that kind of is like the, the, the quality that's the most the part of them that's the most like Batman and so in thinking about the Bat family, I was kind of thinking about like, well, what are the different parts of people that make them the most like Batman or whatever? And it's interesting in this book because I feel like in to a degree they uh, they pick with Barbara and with Jason Todd, they kind of pick two members of the Bat family that are like, you know, huge members of the Bat family, but probably a couple that might be like the most apart from Batman in regards to, like, characteristics. Like, you know, the part... Like, it's almost like the parts of Batman that he might suppress a little bit. You know? Yeah. They're, they're also the the two characters probably the most impacted by the Jokers. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. They all have their, like, either their want for revenge or their responsibility for the Joker. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Right, so seeing them, those two together, having a discussion about why Batman won't do anything about the Joker, mm-hmm. and then each one taking a different point, where mm-hmm. Jason Todd, obviously, Joker killed him, so he thinks Joker should, should die. If anybody should die, it should be Joker. <laughs> and that's that's not a spoiler, that's in under the Red Hood. You know, the, He tells Batman, I understand why you don't kill, but why not him? You know, yeah, after no, what I, he did I'm to me, why, why not kill him? Right. And Barbara Gordon, obviously, the because the she's about justice, is well, we can't kill him. We he mm-hmm. we have to put him away. Mm-hmm. So that's right. an interesting conversation that they have, and how it plays down in this book. I mean, Larry mentioned spoilers. Like when Jason Todd shot Joker in the face, was fucking like tight. Him. And then when him and Batgirl had the conversation, he just tells like she shot a batarang to like throw off the shot but she kind of missed and <laughs> he go- she goes you shouldn't have done that and then Jason talks like look Barbara when's the last time you missed mm-hmm. and then it just like that scene alone like I felt that it's kind of a spoilery thing but I, I had to say it because that, that like was it's kind like, of a spoilery thing it's definitely a spoilery thing yeah but I was trying to it avoid was, it but that was like the most impactful like, moment like yeah, yeah. That made the whole book. I wish, I wish this was the Snyder cut. You know, like I can just play out in a movie because it had the detective element, it had the action, it had the superhero 
like the root when they're in the room together discussing how to take actions, which happens in every horror movie and in, in every hero movie. Um, like they it had that, and they had it all in like what twenty five pages or whatever, thirty pages. I mean, it was a, like? Snyder is credited as a writer. No, he's Get the not. fuck out! It's a Snyder. Well, not Scott Snyder. Uh, you son of a bitch! Not Zack Snyder. You mean it, the the better Snyder? It's a Snyder book, right? Or am I thinking of something else? No, you're thinking Jeff of Jeff Jones else? wrote it. It's Jeff Jones. You know what I like? Is it? <laughs> yeah. And it's fifty-four pages. Fifty-four, yeah, and it didn't feel like fifty-four. It felt like mm-hmm. a bigger book, but not the drawing the line at twenty-two pages. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's, it's it's a great it's a great story, especially like a great opening installment. And yeah. it, this one's going to be three issues, and that's it, right? Right. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like in a perfect world, it would be three issues. Like, well, you know, they'll do a reverse clause, and we'll have. The animated series, three Jokers go, three Jokers go to the movie. Each Joker is going to get a one shot. Yeah. Even though I guess Killing Joke would be one of the one shots, right? And Death in the Family. Death in the Family. One one shot like a comic or one shot the way this one ended? (laughs) Uh, one. Oh. Oh. That's hilarious. You know what I liked about this book? Showed all this time that Jason Todd has been alive again. He ain't learned shit because he's still impulsive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he also has part of his brain missing. I mean, uh, tomato. Yeah, tomato. like he's got the scar with the hole, and then he had the Lazarus piss. Lazarus piss. Lazarus pit. <laughs> uh, Lazarus Piss is my death metal band, but <laughs> you know Rage p- pissed in it once. Hey man, don't do that. <laughs> you saw me drinking. That wasn't right. <laughs> oh, my whole body tingles. <laughs> I can't wait to see the logo for that shirt. <laughs> it's like yes, yes, it is a demon cock. <laughs> like wait what what I'm sorry oh so that's the demon's head it's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> cock, cock al ghoul I got Larry to say cock that's, that's, a, that's an achievement achievement a lot anyway so um, yeah man I mean Batman 3 Jokers it sounds like we all pretty much enjoyed it but you know, let's go around real quick. Heck, what would you rate Batman Three Jokers? Um, you know, out of five, I'm gonna give it four out of five Joker exploding heads. Got it, got it. Oz, how about you, buddy? Four and a half. Got it, got it. Jay, or four, four. I'm gonna give it a four as well. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly, especially I like the uh, the Joker Shark. Joker Shark is awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Mos Magnum, what would you rate Batman Three Jokers? I would give it a four as well. It, it, there you uh, go. Even when they reference like, when's the last time he even used Laughing Fish? And it's right. like from the cartoon, and it's like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I, I didn't like the idea of Three Jokers, but. Here we are, and yeah. they did it well for issue one. 
we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Indeed, indeed. That feels like an average. Was that four point one five out of five? So, yeah, yeah. Four. yeah, basically a four, just above a four. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's Batman written by Jeff Johns, focusing on the the different sides of the Joker. You Once probably should check it out. Work, he started writing good comics. <laughs> there you go. Do any of you guys remember when the three Joker thing was revealed? Was it 2017? Yeah, it, it was, was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and it was like. In, I, I feel it, like. It was oh, before Rebirth. Yeah, I think it was in like Eternal or something, no? No, it was I in don't a, remember exactly the Apocalypse what it was. War. Apocalypse. I think, yeah, I think you're right. At I think the end of that, thing. something. And I feel like it was supposed to happen like in the comics proper. Like, we thought that that was going to be, like, an arc in Batman or Detective. Yeah, something like that. Do you think they probably just squashed it and then brought it out now that in COVID they don't have stuff to put out? I remember after after Rebirth, they said, this is still going to happen with the three Jokers. But then they kept putting it off. Mm -hmm. I don't think COVID... It was like... Yeah. I, I honestly thought that uh, not Joker a War. I thought Joker War would be the, uh, the three Joker storyline. Like maybe they were fighting to see who the true Joker was, and that turned that didn't turn out to come true. No. Yeah, but so I think I think Hex right. Yeah, like it, it was always going to come out, but I don't think COVID had anything to do with it coming out now. Mm-hmm. So it was first announced in 2015. That's crazy. With the official announcement, or first talked about 2015, official announcement 2018. Because I feel like when Snyder was doing Batman, they were like seeding the idea in that book of like the Joker being more than one person and throughout different periods of time and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's why I thought this was a Snyder book. Yeah. When when did Apocalypse War end? I think he's asking you, Joe. Before <laughs> any of you guys. No, no, it definitely feels like a Joe question because uh, Oz isn't at his computer. No. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the what you call it wasn't Apocalypse War. It was the Dark Side War. Oh, right, right, right. Dark Side. Oh, when was that? Um, that when did it start? Yeah. There was Justice League 42, which was... Hmm. 2016. Yeah, right before Rebirth. Oh, and it ended in 2016 also? Nah, I probably ended in 2017, more likely than not, right? But who knows? Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) We'll we'll figure it out for you, Heck. Right. Yeah. You cool if we do a heavy metal minute and then jump into the Sumerian? I am cool with it. How how long is heavy metal minute today? Like two minutes. 2.59. Let's do it. Damn, perfect. Let's do it. I did a short one because, you know, we're trying to keep it short. 
It's time for another heavy metal minute. Uh, we talked on Fraction of Forever, probably another heavy metal minute too, about you know, Casares from Fear Factory starting a GoFundMe to help with the completion of their new album, which I believe is called Resurrection. Might be resilience or something with a lot of R's and S's. Um, but yeah, that is uh, the GoFundMe. I think has now reached its its level, or it's gotten it got half of it in like two days. So I remember I talked about donating a little bit to it, and he's provided some updates. So he gave the standard thank you update, which is this right here. And then on top of that update that you just heard, he he gave. Uh, a sampling of what the drumming would be like. So, you know, if you're used to Fear Factory mechanical drums, this is a little different. This is more thrashy, more metally. So it should be pretty good, but it might be a little different vibe than what you're used to. And uh, you just heard that right now. So let me know. Let me know what you think in the comments. You know, fraction of forever at gmail.com. You can answer me there or on my Instagram. Um, in other news, Facebook is banning and threatening to delete band accounts that play their music because they're the part of the new user agreement thing in their latest update has been that you cannot create a musical listening experience. Um, and that, you know, it's weird because uh, that, that's where I find a lot of bands or I connect with bands. That and Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, so they're probably going to have a similar policy. So we'll see. I know one time I updated a video on I uploaded a video onto my story and I was just watching Burn Notice and in Burn Notice was a song <laughs> and they didn't let me post it because of that song it was odd but it was just because I was watching Burn Notice in the background so, um, and uh, Dark Tranquility is teasing some stuff they, they released their new a single um, I forget the name but that I'm excited I love Dark Tranquility and they now have Christopher Amit as a full-time guitarist, and then they have the guy from Andromeda, I forget his name, but he's in it too, and uh, that new album drops November 20th, so I'm going to try and have that playing under uh, under this vocal, so if, you, if you've been listening, you're probably hearing a little bit of that new Dark Tranquility, so go ahead and pre-order that if you like it. Uh, I'm Moses Magnum, this has been a Heavy Metal Myth. All right, Moses Magnum, good job once again. As usual, as usual. Um, Jay is back. Moses Magnum, I'm sure he'll be back in a moment. L. Hecht, are you still there? I'm here. It's just my face. Yo, I'm oh, here. Oh, no. It's... All right, cool. So let's talk about the Sumerian. The Sumerian, uh, and the Sumerian people of the Black Circle. Yes. Moses Magnum, why don't you tell us? What that is, and so, uh, yeah, this Sumerian they can't call it Conan because right. you know, a funny guy with big ears and big bug eyes, and Larry loves him, has the right little mouth character, like, uh, oh, character has the right, so they can't, oh. they can't use it, <laughs> but uh. So they can't call it Conan, but they are uh, they're they're making Conan comics, nevertheless. Irregardless, regardless that rat fuck 
Mickey. Damn. Um, wow. He brings you so much joy and such yeah, disrespect. Fuck. Um, but yeah. Samaria people of the Black Circle. So these are... Ablaze is the comics company that puts them together. And what they do is they actually get the stuff that was printed in these like amazing, not amazing fantasy, but these like compilation fantasy magazines in the 30s. And they got the rights to the magazines so they can reprint those um, because their grandfather didn't. Their actual Robert E. Howard Conan story. So everything we've been reading with um, Dark Horse, some of those are actual Robert E. Howard and some are, you know, little different, but the shit on, on Marvel is all, like, Robert E. Howard didn't do Conan 2099, you know? Uh, he didn't do Conan Avengers, you know? But uh, the, these are the original stories just adapted in the comic format. And they actually reprint the prose from the actual issue in the back, so you can actually read the prose and compare it to the adaptation. Uh-oh, you froze for a second. Oh, it was the first okay. one where I read the pro and so, Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, you, you froze for a second. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the... The, the mouse the pros are the mouse here. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I fucked with Disney, remember that time with my my router wasn't working? I, I do mean, remember. Pop- <laughs> oh, Disney oh, was a big hole. Yeah. <laughs> Like, who's the worst? Fuck no, who? Right, my voice doesn't go that high. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I am, I'm enjoying these because they're the adaptations of the original work, which I like, but I'm not going to read stuff without pictures. So now I can. And uh, we talked about Queen of the Black Coast and was it the Red Nails? We talked about that too. Uh, in our quarantine shows, check those out on Podbean. Link up here, and uh, yeah, th- this is the next one. These are delayed because of COVID, so this should have come out, I think, sometime in July. Because we're so, I, I, the reason I'm in, in these books now, not just because they're classic Robert E. Howard Conan stories, is because Mirka and Dolfo is writing and drawing one. And we've talked about Mirka and Dolfo in the past when we talked about Mercy and Unnatural. Mm-hmm. And she's just a great artist and writer. Like, I like her stories. Like, Unnatural and Mercy are so different from each other, but they're so good in their own rights. And I want to see her do a Conan story uncensored. These stories are uncensored here, too, because they're, the, they're not owned by, by the mouse. So they can have Conan do all sorts of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they don't add anything to it. You just see the nudity where it needs to be, and you see the fucking where it needs to be, and you see some metaphorical racism where it, it is. <laughs> I gotta say it needs to be, but that's where it is, and mm-hmm. you'll see that, because, you know, the times. But uh, th- this one is, as much as I did enjoy it, it's still the the lower one. Like, I've already read four issues of this series, the first two were great. The first four, rather, two series. Each one, I think, it's two issues. So those were great. This one was good too. It just wasn't 
as good. I don't know if I'm just getting itchy for Mirka on Dolphins Run on it, but like, I want that already. And uh, I do like how these don't really connect to each other. In this one, mm-hmm. this story is Conan essentially being a mercenary for one of these um, analog Middle Eastern kingdoms. Now we we did like the Amazon stuff. Mm-hmm. And Azteki stuff and, and the other issues, and now he's in that this part of the world, and he, they put him in charge of getting these hostages that were prisoners of war that were taken seven dudes, and he just goes and takes their princess, and it's basically just to give himself some insurance, and then there's other foul play within that kingdom and treachery afoot, so it just becomes a convoluted thing. I think this one out of the the other stories I've read for a blaze. For the Sumerian, I think this one will make the better movie because it has all these spinning plates. Like I don't, yeah. I don't even see if this one. I think this one might be three issues because it feels like they got a lot to get to uh, yeah. before it's done. And uh, and it, it was my least favorite of these because it wasn't just a straightforward adventure. adventure. There's more. There's more the intrigue. Process. Yeah, there's like it. It almost feels like a Game of Thrones in that respect too, where mm-hmm. the fantasy and sword of sorcery. And uh, the little spy games, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, I, I that that's my take on it. And the art was good. It's kind of, you know, anime inspired, and it's not how I would like my Conan, but I'll take it. It was still good. It was still clear, concise. The design was good, and you know, this one felt more like a a George Miller's. Conan, where <laughs> you don't see a lot of Conan, but you see the people around him and dealing with them. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Jay, what do you think of it? Same shit, different day. <laughs> tell, tell us how you really feel, Jay. <laughs> you know, everything I said about the other ones applies here. It's like it's well, at least point to the link. Not really. Because <laughs> it's like um, this, like I know, for example, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Tanro twin two ten. Like he probably doesn't know what you said. So I said it was very <laughs> Joseph Conrad, um, just kind of boring. Like not bad, just not really my thing. And I still haven't read The Nigger of the Narcissist. What, what? Is that, is that re- the name of that story for real, though, still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what? I mean, that's how people talk back then. Got it. And, uh. Well, that's how they talk now, too, in some circles. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just. It's not for me. Like, and I can't even say it was done poorly. Like, it's just, it's more of what I didn't care for in the other series. Um, I Do you I feel that it was... Oh, go ahead. Do you feel that it was a little less overt in this issue than the other ones? Less overt? In what... Like, the, the little, like, uh, the little racial side. Like... The racial thing, yeah, that was all me on this one. Okay. I really kept forgetting what they were called, so I was just thinking of them as the black people. (laughs) Um, 
but the blacks. Well, no, the black people, like the people. Oh, now the people. Joe's growing. Oh, <laughs> it's progress. I'm sorry. They meet the criteria. Thirty percent people. That's going to be the title of this episode: meeting the criteria. I will say, because I keep reading these things for the show, not of my own volition, but Joe's being impressed. I mean, he. Conan has this attitude, and I, I don't think that it's a bad attitude, per se, but, like, someone really needs to take him down a peg. <laughs> he's kind of an asshole. I mean, he's a barbarian. And not only that, but he was like, yeah, I, I'm sure if they made it now so he could win an, an Academy Award for Best Picture, he'd probably be raped too, but he was enslaved and hardened, you know? No, I, I get it. I, I get it. He, he hasn't not had a charmed life. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like by, by barbarian standards, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this guy is like, you know, like, this world is the most, is the most, like, Progressive barbarian. I've ever had. Yeah, I, I guess. Like, here's the messed up part. Here's how I know that that Conan in this book isn't like isn't that bad because I had a thought like when like Mose mentioned earlier, like he takes the like the the queen of that realm. And he said something like I can't even remember what he says exactly, but he says something like, "Oh, I, you know, I I know exactly what what I'm gonna do with you," or something crazy. And I was like, "Oh, schmack! Is Conan about to take this chick back to the camp and let these dudes have their way with her, or something?" And then I realized that Conan, like with him talking, he was like, "Oh no, he's just gonna like use her as a bargaining chip, like to get his people free." And I'm like, "Oh, damn!" Like. And I was like, he's like, shut up, or you'll taste the back of my hand. Yeah, well, but yeah, but I guess it, he doesn't say like the back of his hand. I think he says like something like, you know, don't step out of please me, right? Yeah, and he doesn't even say like I'll punch you. Oh, does he say the back of his hand? Yeah, he does. Well, not literally, figuratively. Gotta keep but, that pimp hand strong. But I was just like, I was just like. I had this fool like putting her in a camp to gang rape her, and I was sitting here like, "Man, they should not do this. That's going to be wrong." And then I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute, that wasn't his plan at all. Was that my plan?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Now like, you're questioning everything that you're about, right? It, it, that's exactly what happened. I was like, "Oh <laughs> Jesus!" Like, wait a minute, like this wasn't like I was trying to put that on Conan. Yeah. Conan wasn't going down that route. You're reading Conan the Progressive while you're Mayor the Oppressive. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, damn. Like, is that what I would have done? It's like, and that's what I took out of it. And so I was just like, oh, jeez. Well, I don't know what that says about me. Everything about you now. I don't think right, you're getting reelected. I, uh, I question myself. Be pissed when he finds out his people are dead. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say this too. Um, I definitely feel 
where both of you are coming from. You know, I I um I think I sl I probably slightly disagree with with both you Jay and you Moses, um in the sense that you know there was definitely like none of these books, none of these Sumerian books that we've read. I've like I don't think I've actively disliked. It was just one of those things where it's like I saw like places for improvement here and there. I think one of the things I said on one of the last books was, you know, they tell you things instead of showing them to you. Yeah. And uh, that's something that definitely happens again in this book where, and I understand a part of it is like kind of them using something along the lines of the original story to tell the story. But at the same time, I mean, I'm we're still in a comic book. So it's like, you know, like you're literally, they're literally panels of you telling me something that you're not showing me. And you're showing me something that's like unnecessary. So I'm just kind of like, technically, this could have been a splash page of something interesting as opposed to like one panel of like a random building as you gave me some exposition that is in the, the, in lieu of, you know, the original author. And so, like, you know, I can, I can, appreciate them trying to keep the essence of the original story, but you got to make allowances for the medium that you're in, too. And so that was one thing that I kind of was like, oh, I'm a little disappointed by that aspect of things. And then another part thing was just, like, small, like, like literally, literally editorial type stuff. Where it's like, I, I think there was, like, at least two moments in the book where I was just like, like, somebody was trying to write this they, they, they were literally trying to write a phrase or a sentence one way and left a word in from the way they were trying to write it in before and no one caught it. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, like who, like no one proofread this book. Like, like, the, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, we're in the pandemic. You remember what it was? Mm, I'm not sure that I remember I exactly got, what it was, but I could find it real quick. I'm sure because it was literally a thing where wait hold on I think I might have it here hold on uh... oh no that's not it but it was like a thing where at one point they were talking about um... <sighs> you know what no I can't I can't I can't rem say I remember exactly what it was but okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of exposition um, and if, if I can find it, oh, oh, actually, okay, so here's one. So there's a picture, like, Conan is literally outside listening to people talk, and he's scaling this building, and this is what the word bubble reads, this is like the, the princess or the queen that he's getting ready to capture, she says, they would throw hurl rocks from the cliffs and throw themselves upon my men with their daggers. And I'm just like, though hurl is not a thing. And I'm pretty sure that they meant, like, this was probably say, you know, the person was like, they probably wrote the sentence, they would hurl, they would throw rocks from the cliffs yeah. and throw themselves upon my men with, with their daggers. And he was like, oh, I don't want to use throw in both of those sentences, or throw twice in one sentence, so let me use hurl here. But maybe he left in throw from before. And so, like, that should literally read, they would hurl rocks from the cliffs and throw themselves upon my men 
with their daggers. I remember that. Yeah, I remember and, thinking that that, like, I remember thinking they did that on purpose. Like, nah. I, I was thinking <laughs> that a hurl rock was a, was a thing. No, no, a hurl rock is not. No, because it's like the old timey mm -hmm. Joseph Conrad writing, like, nah. Rocks were things. No, man, no. Like that's literally like he was like, "Oh, I used throw twice, and that doesn't sound good. So let me like use a different word for throw." And he used hurl, which is a good. Uh, I mean, it makes sense for him to change one of those throws. But then he probably left it in as throw, like he put hurl in and forgot to delete the other throw. And you know, that's not something that you know you're you're not going to get that in necessarily in. You know, auto auto correct or whatever, or in you know, like your your word search thing or whatever it is. Your what is that called? I can't even think of what it's called now. But your like auto your spell correct. check, your auto correct, your spell check, whatever you're writing in, unless you're writing in something that's like a high level editing program, is not gonna look at that necessarily and say, oh, that's not right. You know, like because it's not misspelled. And so, you know, spell check's not going to catch it. You have to be writing in something that's more like a, uh, like a grammarly, <laughs> you know, for it to be like, hey, what do you mean throw hurl here? And so it got left in. And that happened at least twice in the book when I was reading it. I think it might even happen one additional time, but it was a little less questionable. And I'm just like, I mean, we're talking about one issue here. It's like you shouldn't like. There's too many eyeballs on a book, or at least there should be too many eyeballs on a book for that to happen like that many times. Like you know, occasionally, like obviously something slips through, and it's like okay, we missed it. That's that's being human, you know. Two or three times in one book, it's like, well, who didn't do their job? <laughs> you know, who didn't do their job? Like, is there no editor? I'm pretty yeah. sure editors credited. So I'm, I'm just like okay. Home. <laughs> it's, it's 2020. It's a it's a pandemic, baby. It's a pandemic. What do you want from us? Yeah. So you know, um, actually, while you're oh no, there's a look. There's two editors, Rich, Rich Young, my cousin, and Patrice yeah. Lunette. So I gotta have a I gotta send Rich a text and be like, hey man, don't don't mess the family name up, unholy. You know, with these bad <laughs> editing, uh, don't don't do that. It's like, listen, I might want an editing job one day. They're going to be like, oh, wait, are you like a rich young young? I'm like, nah, man. I'm going to him in real life. Like, <laughs> hey. I'm just going to text you. Please do. I, look, I, like, I, I honestly, like, I'm thinking about career changes anyway. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do want to edit comics. Like, I can do that. Yeah, just edit my life. Like, edit edit you. my interactions with people. Like, That's I'm going to text do. you real quick. I'm gonna be the, gotta be the new, though, but. the new Iyala Van Zant, Lawrence yeah. Young, Mayor Young, edit my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will do it. But I was just sitting here and I was reading it and I was just like, ah oh, man, like this is not cool. And it happened like again, and then I think it happened again, and I'm just like, ugh, because I liked, I enjoyed the book. The other part of it that I was like, I thought was unfortunate was it's one of these things where they mention a lot of names. And it's yeah. interesting because I know sometimes I read books, like especially when I'm reading like Marvel stuff, of, of course, and they like bold names. And I'm just like, I mean, do we really need to bold that name? Like, I mean, I understand we're bolding it so that you know, 
it stands out, but I'm just like, you know, so that you like, it's like an introduction. So people are like, hey, we want to make sure that you understand who the Super Scroll is. You know what I mean? Like, that's a character. And I'm like, do we really need the bold Super Scroll? But then at the same time, it's like, hey, you got to keep in mind, every comic could be someone's first comic. And this is that kind of thing, too, where I know I was reading like this book and there are all these random like kingdoms and people that have different titles and none of it was bolded. And I was just kind of like, now I'm trying to keep track because like that kind of goes back to the, the Game, of Ro- Game of Thrones reference you made earlier, where I was kind of like, OK, now I'm having to remember like nations and houses and, and leaders of, of these different things. And I'm just like, this would be easier if they were bolded so I can kind of be like, OK, I need to remember such and such of this and such and such of that. The thing about Robert E. Howard, unless you are willing to become a huge fan, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, but here's the thing. The times like to read the next Conan story, like, those won't matter. They're not going to matter in this story. Well, but... (laughs) Here's the thing. paper text. Like, if you... It's more like... If you're in the know then you'll get something out of it. If you're not, then you can just ignore it and it won't affect your thing. Like, I kind of knew what was going on just because I played, like, Conan Exiles <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes. And you get to pick, like, your nation and your god. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I heard all those names before. I gotta get that, too. But... But see, I guess for me, I was kind of like... They, they give... They give me the summary at the beginning of the book, and so I'm kind of like, okay, like I'm, I was like straight in the beginning of the book at the summary, thinking like, okay, like, you know, his guys got taken by these people and this, that, and the other, and I was keeping it straight in my head because I'm like, if it's in the summary, then it's probably going to be of some note, and then I get into the book, and then they're throwing like extra names at me and extra like countries, and I'm just like, wait, so. How's this relate to that? And I might I went back and like read it a second time just to make sure I could like get it straight because you know some of the names frankly sound similar, so it's kind of like you know I'm like okay like this you not only have you given me no frame of reference for any of this, but now you're like okay well we don't we would hate you to mistake the Simkarians for the Samarkians and it's just like well. I don't know what a Simkarian or a Samarkian is, so I don't you know I'm just like. Just out here on my own, I guess. And it's like, you know, I'm going to call them SMs and them SJs, and hopefully this will work out for me. <laughs> you know, but you're right. It doesn't hold a lot of significance, at least in this number one issue. Maybe it will later, but at the same time, you know, it's like, uh The important so. thing to remember out of all that is that the Sumerian god, I don't remember his name, but he could give a fuck if you live or die. <laughs> Got it. It's Got a it. Crumb, right? I think so. But oh, I'm yeah, by, by crumb. Yeah, that makes sense. But the funny thing is, the despite the book being called the Sumerian, it's like the Sumerian culture doesn't play a role in this at all. Yeah, because Conan is basically a man without a nation. They got wiped right. out. So right. that, that, like, you just know who he is and his legacy yeah. whenever... Other right. people talk about them, right? I did look. I, there's a, a a screen I wanted to share because I did like this, um, this image as well. Because I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Like you know, 
But I did like this one. Uh oh, did that not share? I liked this one. Which I was I was just like, oh, it's a cool like little splash page or whatever. And I thought it was cool because and that was like right at the opening too. Yeah, it's it's definitely in like the first like quarter of the book. I feel like there's another one that comes a little later too that's good, but you know, I don't want to spoil that in case you want to read it. I know I got excited that panel you talked about where he was like oh eavesdropping kinda. Yeah. Like I love that. Yeah. I remember like watching them converse and I'm like, when are we gonna get to Conan? And then I flip mm-hmm. and then he's right there, like, oh shit, he's right there. You yeah, know? yeah. No, it was a good moment. It was definitely a good moment. And here's the thing, it's like again, it's kind of a thing where it was definitely a bit too exposition heavy. Like half of that speech probably could have been cut out and mm-hmm. it probably could have been replaced with like some more dynamic art. Especially considering like I, I personally liked the art in this book. And so, you know, I'm just thinking like, hey, there's other shots that, that could have come into play here that, you know, would have made for a more interesting like kind of kind of um like sto- story to be told. Because literally, you know, like it's a lot of exposition and then you get like one shot of Conan like outside of the like basically they're having a conversation in a tower and he's like repelling well I don't even know he's repelling actually because I think he's climbing up the tower and you know you you get a lot of shots of him like well not a lot but within like say three pages you get like one panel of each of like three pages you get each one panel on each of those three pages is Conan outside of this tower hanging from like a rope and it's like technically speaking it's like each one of those shots is like almost the same shot just like pulled in and out at different at different angles or not angles different um zooms and it's just like you know how dynamic especially considering like the rest of the panel is almost like all a guy talking to this woman, right? So it's just interesting the idea that for them, what they decide to do is let's have dynamic angles of this guy and this woman having a conversation inside this room as opposed to like, let's have dynamic angles of Conan hanging from this rope and you can just have the word bubbles coming out the window. You know what I mean? Like, the the most interesting thing that's happening right now is Conan outside of this outside of this hanging outside of this tower. So why are we spending all the time with these two people having this conversation in this room when we could be having dynamic Conan shots hanging from a rope, whether it be like bird's eye view or like worm's eye view and you're like hanging from the rope with Conan, you know what I mean? It's like Are you talking about the traitors? It's not the traitors, it's like the queen and like one of her Oh, okay. And one of her people like just before Huh? At that point she's not a queen. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe like I might I might have it wrong. Maybe yeah, maybe she's not a queen. Well she's a princess. She doesn't become a queen until she kills her dad. Oh, she didn't kill her, her dad by this point? Not the point you're talking. Oh wait, I think she did. Yeah, she did. I think you're right. Yeah, she was 
queen. Or I queen. thought it was her yeah. brother, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it is her brother. No, she was talking with the brother, and then she stabbed the dad, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm no. I think I think I think she stabs her brother, and that's why he asked again. But it would involve me reading it again. <laughs> but but either either way, it's literally like you know, like I'm not saying the conversation is important. Like the text is important. It could have been cut down word wise, word count wise, in my opinion. But even if you keep it exactly the same from a dialogue perspective, it's like. There's no reason you need to have a picture. Like, they literally take more time in trying to have, or of showing a conversation of this woman standing up and this guy on one knee at dynamic angles than they do Conan the Barbarian hanging out of a window. <laughs> so I'm just like on a rope hanging out a window, which is like the interesting thing that's happening. So I'm just like, I don't know. It's a weird choice, and I don't understand, like, like I, you know, I mean, obviously different people work different ways when it comes to writing and, and artists. And so, you know, I don't know how much input the writer got into regards what the artist drew or if the artist, you know, I don't know if the artist was like, hey, they gave me this amount of time to draw these pages, so I had to go with what I felt was easiest. I don't know. But either way, I'm just like there. It felt like a missed opportunity to me. So, and the artist is pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think the artist is great. And that's the thing. Where it's like I know the artist can, like, if the artist can make the conversation interesting, which you know, like the angles they pick for the conversation are are pretty decent. At the end of the day, though, it's still just a conversation. So that's the the downside of that, and that's why I'm kind of like confused by it because it's like. You know, I got all types of different angles in regards to this conversation, but when it came to Conan hanging outside of the tower on a rope, it was basically like wide shot, zoom in, mid shot, all from the same side. And I'm just like, and, and it's literally like three pages and it's like maybe like five or six panels on each page. One is Conan hanging from a rope and then... Four or, four or five of the other panels are people in a room having a conversation. And I'm just like, we could just put that in, in half. Let half of it be Conan from the rope and half of it the conversation. It could have been side by side and that would have been interesting. You know what I mean? Just because it's hang it, it could be Conan hanging from a rope at different angles. But, yeah. Maybe that's just harder. I don't know. Anyway, let's let's talk about what we would rate the Sumerian people of the black circle. What, what, what do you say, UJ? I give it a three. Like, I didn't like it, but it was competently made. <laughs> and I recognize that if you are a fan, you will enjoy this. Yeah. Because it is the same shit as the last two or three arc, two arcs with the Red Sea, Red Queen. Mm -hmm. I'm done. <laughs> I give it, I give it three and a half. I, I do find it interesting. I enjoy the back matter that includes the actual like original stories as well. Um, and, you know, I mean, it. I, I do agree with Jay in the sense that competently done, but I definitely see the rooms for improvement. And that's one of those things for me where I'm like, if I can see it, like, I don't even think I'm the most critical person. So I'm sure that there's like some people that read comics or have read comics as long as I have that 
are trashing this book for some of the choices they're making and some of the, the way they're executing it. And, you know, it's like, I, I can't be mad at them because at the end of the day, based on the talent that we have, I agree. Like, it could be better. So, why not? Moses Magnum, what do you think of the Sumerian people of the Black Circle? I give it a three out of five. I I, I enjoyed it too. I didn't enjoy it as much as the other ones. I think if I would have see, read the full story, mm-hmm. I probably would have enjoyed it better. I can see where it's going to go and, and, you know, I'll come back and review the rest of it when it comes out. But I am really waiting for Mirka and Dolphin. Like, I really want that. There you go. Yeah, I'll come back for that one. Okay. It'll probably be the same. It'll just be her art because <laughs> they're not really changing anything from the original <laughs> source but I'm for art. Yeah, like I went, I was researching uh, to see if they had a release date for the Merca and Dolphin run, and I just came across some of the covers he did, and I was like, God damn! Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love this chick's art. Like, I saw it on social media when she was talking about the covers, but this was back in, like, February. Right. So, like, even if the writing sucks, it'll be a joy to <laughs> to look at her artwork. Oh, there you go. All right, cool. Let's uh, hit some final thoughts music, and we will get out of here. Y'all ready? I know y'all already. Yeah. El Hex. Come on and give us some final thoughts, buddy. Uh, hopefully, I can get out of work or I have the day off next week and I can finally review Immortal Hulk. Ah, that, that'd be nice. You can review the entire series so far? No, just what I've read. Oh, okay, what did you read? Uh, the first six issues. Okay. Got no, it. Uh, first ten, I think. If you if you can, give us the heads up. Let us know if that if you think you're going to be able to do that or not, so we can plan for you. Once I figure out my schedule, I'll let you know. Uh, we, appreciate, we appreciate you, Al Hecht. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if you're going to do us a favor, like make it convenient for us. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Jay, give us some final thoughts, buddy. Um, so I was kind of excited for the Sulu Monsterland TV series, but then it looks like it might not be based on the movie, and so now I'm not as excited, but I might check it out anyway. Fair? Fair. Moses Magnum, give us some final thoughts, buddy. Uh, a little bit of a mo deal. You can get... Conan the Barbarian, the complete works for 99 cents on Apple Books and Kindle and uh, the audiobook too. 34 hours of Conan on audiobook for 99 cents on Apple Audiobooks. 34 hours? My God. Yeah. I'm, I already bought both copies. <laughs> there it is. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Until then, Make sure that you join us on social media. Hit us at our Instagram. Um, you know, hit us on YouTube. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, yeah, and just you know, let us know what you want us to talk about. If you have any of that going on as well, 
Uh, this is Fantastic Forum. And we'll be back next week. Thanks. Later. <laughs>